Hey y'all, the following program is intended for mature adult audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. You have been warned. Thank you. Welcome to Legacies of Vittore, Worm in the Apple. Uh, you might know me or recognize me as the voice of uh, Quincy H. Elias, uh, but today I have the distinguished honor of DMing uh, a little one-shot for everyone. Uh, I thank all our wonderful patrons and our uh, current live listeners right now for tuning in. Uh, and without further ado, I suppose we should begin. It's the year 421, Age of Shards, the second of Green Edge, around 9 a.m. on a calendar day. The city of Douglas, a brilliant beacon of quality and prosperity for all the peoples of Vittore is currently under siege. <laughs> Just outside the city walls, there is the uproarious clatter of arms and armor from two separate forces besieging the city currently. There is the forces of the Bane, demon princess or royalty of undead hatred and the forces of the noble goddess of justice certainly seems unjust to all the innocent people but who am I to argue with a goddess through the city ward, standing near the front gates of castle tomorrow we see Aiden will you describe your character oh you mean me I'd love to. Hayden Alexander stands about 5'10 with, uh, I don't know, just casually simple clothes, but with a hint of nobility. I, uh, fair skin that has obviously seen some sun, but not too much, and red hair that's shaved on the sides and a little long on top. And, uh, quite possibly one of the most desired bards around. Strewn about Hayden's shoulders is a white uh, cloak with a uh, white platinum metal uh, badge, indicating that this is not just a member of the White Cloak Guard, but one of the Royal Guard. And you are standing on the opposite side of the uh, front gate with Jeff. It's been a long day and it's only 9 a.m uh yeah what is jeff talking about <laughs> so jeff is just like the man and he's talking to hayden about the absolute rager party he threw last night and that's why like he's got this terrible headache this morning a rager he threw during the midst of a yeah siege. man like I went out, so I had to go out on my parents' second yacht, because unfortunately, like, a month ago, I crashed the first yacht into the third yacht, so those weren't available. So, like, only the second one was available. But, like, I got my hands on this absolute primo avocush, and, like, all of these maidens wanted to party, bro, so we were like, absolutely. Yes, but Jeff, where are these maidens now? Clearly not here. Well, no, like, um, so, 
they didn't have to be up early in the morning for work, but like I did. And like, you know how much I care about my job here and like how important it is to me. So like, I just like, I was a little bit like groggy in the morning. So like, I just shot up some light and like, here I am. And here you are indeed. I I certainly wish he wasn't. Uh, Hayden, you hear a voice call out from behind you. When you turn around, you see Castian Vandry standing right behind you, having snuck up on you. Uh, he's a half-elf drow with striking silver eyes like a storm. Uh, his hair perfectly tussled. Uh, he, he is not wearing his white uh, cloak today because... Uh, not on duty and uh but you do see a very new rapier at his hip that's silver and uh encrusted with these red jewels uh hey jeff um two things one could you get out of here and two uh they told me to say you're fired oh that's funny man (laughs) uh they told me they told me that joke a couple (laughs) weeks ago too about how they were gonna fire me <laughs> just because I like was late for work by like three hours or something like that man <laughs> you're funny but um yes, yeah I'll go, yes. I'll, I'll go uh, to the they... mess hall and grab some breakfast real quick yeah yeah mm. yes yes uh I have your pink slip right here uh oh Lucy oh oh that's that's not me man that's that's the other Jeff see I'm Jeff with a G and this one has a G but this is G-E-O-F-F, and that's not how you spell my Jeff. So, like, sorry about that, man. Like, y'all, y'all almost you got think- me this time, though. <laughs> yes, could you could you please go to the mess hall and leave uh, us alone? Of course, we man. I've got some about. hella munchies. We've tried three times to fire that man. <laughs> uh, it's good to see you, Hayden. Castian, what a surprise. It's good to see you too, of course, but I wasn't expecting to see you today. Uh, yes, I, you know, I, I am off today, but there is, there is something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, uh, they kind of put a hand on your shoulder and they kind of look you in the eye and say, uh, later today, there is going to be a meeting concerning, uh, potential plans uh, regarding the siege. Uh, More specifically, there's going to be a big meeting about whether or not the siege will interrupt blood rush season. Oh? And so why are you telling me this? Uh, well, two things, mostly. Uh, one is that my my parents are forcing me to go. Because we own a few textile mills, they make, you know, the big banners for Blood Rush season. It's like a big thing for our family, you know. Um, and then afterwards, and and you see he, like, kind of pauses, and then he sort of takes a deep breath and resolves himself. We're, we're going to, with the gathered press there, announce our engagement. Oh? Yes, publicly. I, I... I just didn't... I didn't want it to catch you off guard. So, you deserved to hear it from me. I'm sorry, I'm, so, I'm completely lost. What? Jace. 
we're we've been engaged for three weeks now. Remember you? Oh, yeah. I suppose I do remember. I mean, you did. Uh, if I recall correctly, you did visit at least three taverns afterwards. Ah, uh, yes. That I did. I know this is difficult, Hayden, and it came on me suddenly, too. I I wasn't privy to any talks or, or any discussion, but but I do love him, Hayden. And do I... You? Do you really? Yes. Yes, I do. And I... And you know, and you see, just in the way he like, kind of closes his lips together. Uh, it's the face he always makes when he wants to say something, but is choosing not to. What's on your mind, Cass? I mean, there's got to be something. I didn't think you would really go through with it. What do you mean? I. He's so. I don't know how wonderful he is, and he cares so deeply about me. And right now, I'm very worried about him. Oh. He's... he's not been himself as of late. He gets headaches, he's... Uh, he's sometimes confused or gets dizzy, uh, and his skin's paler than it usually is. I... he tells me that it's wedding or planning jitters, but it... it doesn't seem... doesn't seem natural. I'm worried. Ah, uh, I see. Well, then yes, go... go be with your beloved. And suppose um, as you as you say that, uh, as you say that, looking over Castian's shoulder, you see coming up the stairs, uh, Jace. <laughs> uh, Jace is uh, a short little bean, uh, a little skinny. Uh, he's about five two or five one. Um, he has kind of. Uh, wavy blonde hair that kind of shit uh, sits at his shoulders uh, he wears like a red vest and uh, simple pants and uh, a simple shirt underneath uh, his sleeves are rolled up uh, and he appears to be carrying a little white box and just just looking at the way he's trying to tiptoe it would appear um, he hasn't seen you yet and he is trying to sneak up behind Castian, uh, though he is failing at it quite miserably. Well, Castian, uh, don't look now, but I think you've got a visitor right behind you. Uh, uh, no, 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 I do he doesn't, and it's not for me, I'm, uh, I was trying to sneak up on you, Hayden. Uh. On me? Whatever for? Uh, he, he immediately rushes up kind of between you guys, and he, uh, holds up the, like, little white box to you. Here! Here, here! It's a gift! For me? Why? Yeah! Open it! Fine, I suppose I'll open it. <laughs> uh, as you open it, you see, uh, lined up in a row are about a baker's dozen, uh, little, uh, uh, little spheres of um, rich dark chocolate cake. Like they're they're in little like balls, so you can like eat them like uh, donut balls or donut holes. Um, and uh, sitting on top of them is a letter uh, uh, with like um, beautiful golden cursive script uh, that says uh, to Hayden on it. 
is... Is this what I think it is? Chase? Yeah, uh, uh... Well, what... I mean, I don't know what you think it is. Um... But... Open it! Open it! Uh, I'll, I'll hold the box. Uh, as you open the letter, um... In, again, beautiful golden script, it uh, reads, uh, You are cordially invited as a guest of honor to the wedding of Jace Avaris and Castian Vandry. Uh, we hope to reserve a seat for you. Um, it would mean all the world to me to see you there. You're one of our best friends, signed Jace Avaris. Uh, Castian, like, behind Jace is, like, uh, has kind of a, a, a sink in his expression, like, this is maybe not, um, uh, and so Castian, he actually puts a hand on, uh, Jace's shoulder and says, um, darling, we, we were actually just talking about that, and I'm afraid, uh, I'm afraid he'll be busy on our, uh, day. And Jace looks up at him, and... J uh, Castian looks to you in the eyes and is like silently communicating I'm trying to give you a way out if you need it um but Jace uh, he immediately speaks up and he's like what no you have to be there you're a friend uh, you said he's working right uh, yes uh, royal guard work oh oh I know I could cover your shift and that way you can go to the wedding and Castian just looks at him and is like Jace, darling it's our wedding you need to be there too and Jace is like oh, um, you're right sorry, silly me um, uh, we we know that you have a, a a lot to a lot to do, so we shouldn't hold you up oh, yeah, uh, you're right we shouldn't, um anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day and he uh, as, as he kind of turns around, Jace kind of, like, er, stumbles and, like, falls to his knees. Uh, darling, uh, it, it's fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. And, uh, Castian, like, looks at him and he's like, clearly you're not. And he, uh, completely, uh, Castian completely picks Jace up and throws Jace over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> he's like, what? Castian, what are you doing? We're going back home, and you're going to get some rest before the meeting tonight. Uh, don't, don't hold me like this. My butt's in the air for everyone to see. Stop, it's embarrassing. And you see that he's blushing a little bit, and then he immediately gets faint and, like, uh, <laughs> uh, almost passes out, it seems. Uh, but Cassian, before you go... I, while you are right, I am incredibly busy that day. I suppose I'll see what I can do and try and be there. Uh, no, no promises, of course, but I will certainly try. And thank you, Jace. The invite is lovely, and these cakes look delicious. Thank you. They're your favorite. Rich dark chocolate, right? <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Aww. Oh, I didn't get him milk. I should go get him milk. No, you're going to bed. And he just keeps carrying Jace uh, down the stairs. And and as you're watching them, like, turn away, you're kind of looking at them. It strikes you 
how close they are and how far away they are from you at the same time. And you wonder how you can cross that limited infinity between you and what it is you want. They were so perfect for each other. And you're holding a box full of cake balls. Well, I suppose Hayden is just going to be you and cake. Just like it was last year and the year before. And what hurts all the worse is that when you bite into one, it's super delicious. It's so good. <laughs> this cake is amazing. I could never hate Jace. Especially not when he bakes like this. Uh, yeah. Um, and as you eat one, you actually gain two temporary hit points. <laughs> like, mechanically, this is an ability Jace has. His cooking is so good, it can sustain your will to live against mortal injury. Somehow. <laughs> and as you're kind of looking at your cake balls and your invitation, uh, a dog actually uh, walks up to you. You recognize this dog as a blizzard. It is the a personal messenger of your boss, Graham. And it's holding uh, a letter in its mouth for you. Blizzard, good to see you, friend. What have you got for me? That is for me, isn't it? Uh, uh, when you, uh, when you open this letter, it says, uh, Hayden Alexander, there's an important assignment that I need to trust, uh, that I would like to entrust to you and a few others. Please come to the headquarters immediately. Uh, a new guard will be sent to cover your shift, uh, or I suppose two guards, as Jeff has been fired. Uh, here is a third pink slip for him, should it be needed. And you look at it, and you you know that it's also spelt a little wrong. There's like one letter off. Well, I suppose, Blizzard, I should get going, shouldn't I? But I've got a couple more things I must take care of first. Uh... Blizzard turns away and begins running. Uh, you know that Blizzard works tirelessly. They are a very loyal dog. Gods, I love that dog. Yes, very beautiful dog. Uh, a, a Canaan dog, uh, white fur, long limbs. Uh, so anyway, we are going to cut to Amara. Uh, back, uh, back in headquarters, actually, uh, well, an adjacent building to the headquarters is the Medical Examination Lab, or the morgue, as more people call it. Uh, Damara, you are sitting in there, uh, you know that one of your assignments today is to dissect a, or examine, rather, a very strange body that was collected? Um, uh, your, uh, but as you're sitting there, Medical, the chief medical examiner, the one that normally assists you, is very behind schedule, which is very strange for me. Uh, and I would ask, uh, one, that you describe your character, and B, you tell me whether or not Demara would have started without her. Uh, yeah, so my name's Demira, um, Demira Lavara. I have light blue skin, I'm a I have fins for ears, uh, seaweed green hair, and, uh... Well, I'm a bit of a mechanically inclined individual, but I place my intellect wherever it's needed. Um, so, I'm about five foot nine, five foot ten, uh, and uh, 
currently examining this body and obviously the mortician taking far too long with whatever it is he's doing uh, i'm going to take it upon myself to examine it yes um they they did specifically request you because it's not just a human body but rather uh it is the corpse of a robot for lack of a better word um it looks very much like a human in fact it was identified upon coming into the city as one jonathan elias but apparently uh you you can see that there was some kind of fake skin and underneath was this robotic uh body so it, it apparently it's a robot of some kind all right yeah uh so then uh my first step in identifying this thing is I'm going to remove the covering, so I, I'd like to flay this thing alive. Well, dead, rather. Mm. <laughs> yes, you uh, you flay open this uh, fake skin, really well made. Um, you know, if you didn't know better, you would assume that you're touching actual skin. Uh, and there's all of these strange clockwork devices that you've never seen before, and you um, can only kind of guess at some of the functions of them. Uh, there's some kind of mechanical core. There's, uh, you see a serial number, which is, um, interesting. Um, and, uh, go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Uh, that, that's a nine. You know, some of these parts are, uh, made of brass, it looks like. Some, t some kind of brass. Maybe a brass alloy, you're not sure. Uh, you know that above you... There is this, like, circular crystal ball that is, like, attached to this, like, robot arm. Uh, you know that device to be a uh, uh, a scanner of some kind. Uh, it's commonly used to... Um, basically, it's like a, a magical spectrograph. It can... Uh, if you leave it over an object, it can tell you the chemical makeup of that object. It usually takes a few minutes, though. And you can't, like, touch the body as you're... Um, as it's doing its thing. Well, I'm going to uh, target the uh, spectrograph on the core of this thing. And then I'm going to, as it's reading, I'm going to jot down the serial number and any other notes that I'd like to be able to ascertain or glean from my investigation. Uh, and it is at this moment, as you start up the uh, spectrograph, that a, uh, that a figure walks in. Uh, a... Uh, they are a owlin, um, about your height, um, with, uh, white and orange and, uh, well, sort of orange-brown feathers, um, ringing their face, uh, uh, wearing kind of a lab coat and, uh, a tie that is on incorrectly. Uh, you recognize this person as Branch Barnsby. They are the chief medical examiner for the White Cloak Guard. Uh, uh. Oh, huh. Terribly sorry for uh, being late. No worries, I was just now getting started on this one here. Mm, yes. Quite, uh, quite peculiar. They they pull out a pair of, like, little tiny, tiny reading glasses, put them on, and a look over the body. So peculiar. It would seem as though this person was polymorphed into a robot. I don't think that is correct, sir. Of course it's not. I was just hoping you'd challenge me. I like people with guts. Yes. Yes. Very good. Um, <laughs> I would like to point out, sir, that this thing here, 
just based off of my understanding of it, is decades ahead of any other technology that I've seen. Mm, yes. Most likely from all terrorists. That's my presumption as well. never imagined they could make something so lifelike. It's very concerning. It is, it is. Oh, well, uh, it'll take a few minutes for the spectrograph to finish. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I have uh, I have something of a present for you. Oh? Uh, and they kind of like open up their uh, this sort of black doctor's bag that they always carry, and they pull out this uh, really thick uh, file in like a manila envelope. Um, it's like I I wish the notes on it were taken better, but uh, uh, see I have a I have a cousin that works over in uh, near Albaharan. Uh, very annoying cousin. They're they're a seagull. Their voice is so grating. Um, but uh, I was able to uh, uh, contact them and get a uh, copy of this, and they hand it to you. Oh, all right. Um, as you as you open it up, you see that it is a complete. Um, what's the word? Uh, it's basically a, a similar sort of spectrographic uh, analysis. Um, Oh wait, I forgot. Uh, I remember the word now. It's a toxicology report concerning the very poison that killed your mother and family. Immediately, like turn off to the side, lay it out, look at my notes and everything, and start comparing everything right there. Uh, yeah, you, um, you recognize uh, a, a lot of these are recognize uh, are recognizable poisons to you, um. It seems that the main component was, strangely enough, uh, sea urchin venom, which is actually not especially poisonous to Vanai. In fact, most Vanai, like, put it in their drinks as, like, a you know, fun party thing. You would... It, 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 it's almost like a bee sting to most Vanai. Like, you have to really, really get stung a lot before it could actually be dangerous to you. Um, but there are a number of strange components that were seemingly added to it to enhance the toxicity of this chemical. Uh, one, uh, a few of them are completely unknown. Like, there's, there's the chemical makeup of them, but they don't match anything that the Vanai have on file. Um, though a few are completely unknown, but you could potentially cast, like, the identify spell on objects in order to, like, get their chemical makeup and compare it to this. Uh, and one ingredient, uh, sticks out to you in particular, um, in that there was the blood of a dragon added to this poison. Uh, you know that dragon's blood can work as an arcane enhancement of some kind uh, or biological enhancement it's uh, almost like a super arcane steroid uh, super illegal in most places uh, you uh, let's see getting uh, sort of my thoughts on it organized okay um, they are they cross-referenced it with every known type of aquatic dragon and have ruled them out. So that is what led them to believe that the surface world was involved in the murder, because this blood could not have come from uh, any kind of aquatic dragon that uh, they know of. Uh, 
between, uh, given the, uh, uh, the final note I'll say about the blood is that they say it is between adult and ancient as far as age. They're not entirely sure which, which it might fall under. Well, uh, thank you for this, Doctor. It, it truly, it, it'll help a lot. Uh, yes, I, uh, I, I remember you telling me how, uh, how, uh, dear this, this case was to you, and I'm very sorry for your, for your loss. I, I hope this can help. Yeah, 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 it, 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 it'll, it'll, it'll definitely help. Uh, I know it's, uh, something of a faux pas to ask a, a favor after giving a gift, but I, there is something I would ask of you. She looks up, kind of expecting it and dreading it at the same time. Yes. My, my granddaughter, uh, Twigs, Twigs Barnsby, uh, she... She's been missing since the siege started. I... I don't know... Uh, she's a... Uh, I, I guess I should say... Uh, she's a reporter for the Author's Note, uh, Douglas's number one most trusted newspaper. Uh, she's uh, hoping to one day earn her place as a scribe among the author's uh, uh, clergy, um, but hasn't quite made it yet. Uh, maybe I'm worrying over nothing. She's always... You know, gallivanting off on some investigation or big case or another, but I don't know. We live in we live in dangerous times, and and I'm not expecting you to go find her or anything. I just all I ask is that you keep an eye out for her, okay? She's, I mean, aside from my annoying cousin, she's all the family I. Doctor, it, it, I'm getting no, to. No, it, it it it's fine. If I had been more concerned with how my family was and my connections with them when I was younger, maybe I wouldn't be in the situation that I am now. So the concern that you have is... it's understandable. And I will... I will look into it. That's all I ask. Again, I, I wish, you know, this didn't happen at the same time, because it, it took a while to get him to, like, clear... well... I mean, technically, it's not cleared. Don't let anyone know you have that. I could be fired. Uh, or uh, accused of treason. That would also be pretty bad. <laughs> okay. And so I'm going to I'm gonna use... Um, I'm going to basically commit everything to memory the best I can. And then I'm going to completely incinerate it. Using, um, using my... Like, just the sizzling of the Eldritch Blast in my hand. Yes, as it uh, burns away, uh, Branch at the fir like in the first moment like goes like oh oh wait oh yeah you oh yes you're you're young you have a good memory uh, if I wouldn't be able to do that oh I did when I was your age I I've certainly burned more than a few documents also don't tell anyone that I could be arrested <laughs> your secret's safe with me um at which point uh you hear a like scratching at the door um and uh something kind of like bumping the lower half of the door as if knocking on it but not tall enough if that makes sense i go over to and open the door uh you see uh blizzard uh graham's loyal messenger dog uh holding a letter in its mouth for you oh What's, what's that, that boy? And I kind of pet behind the ear and grab the paper. Um, as, as soon as you pick up the riv uh, the letter, Blizzard is off like a shot. They're, uh, they're a dog that almost never sleeps. Uh, <laughs> as you open it, uh, it reads, uh, 
similar to what uh, Hayden got, uh, you are called to a mission uh, that uh, they would like you and a few others to take part of. All right, well, uh, looks like I've been summoned, Doctor. Oh, yes. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll finish up here. Uh, don't worry about it. I'll, uh, we can go through the full report uh, about this later. Uh, sure. Uh, I'll leave my notes on the... Uh on my discoveries so far on the table there, including the, uh, serial number I had discovered. Ooh, serial number. Uh, uh, and as you, uh, as you turn away, he calls out to you, uh, and Demira. Yes, Doctor? Thank you. Of and Panda turns back to their work. And I head um, up towards, a meeting place with Graham. Yes. Uh, and now, we are going to, uh, we're going to cut a little bit back in time to when the siege first started, but we're not in Douglas. We are a little bit removed from there in a, uh, a hut in the forest. In Solara, uh, would you describe your character? Uh, back home, before, uh, before you were asked to rejoin the guard. So Solara is a half-elf. Uh, standing about five seven, she's kind of a, a wiry but still like strong build, um, strong enough to survive in the forest, which is where she is currently residing by herself, except you know the company of animals. The hut itself is very um, covered in green things inside and out. It's kind of packed tight. Um, a very hermit lifestyle. Um, just kind of doing her her little forest witch thing every day without much of a care in the world. Well, that's an understatement. Uh, and as you are, you know, doing your witch thing, you see uh, coming up the, the forest, uh, a little down the path, uh, you see a little white dog that you remember as Blizzard. Uh, a puppy that you gave Graham uh, quite some time ago, like probably before you left the guard. Uh, you, as a druid in the world of Vittore, you often have your work cut out for you because not only do people from other worlds come, sometimes they bring fauna and flora from the worlds they came from to Vittore. And it's always been a mess trying to find, you know, proper places for them where they don't completely destroy the ecosystem. And uh, this Canaan dog was one such animal. Uh, someone brought it from another world, they kind of abandoned it, and you asked Graham if they would take care of it. Um, Solara kind of finds this a little peculiar. Um, I imagine she probably hasn't really seen blizzard since then gotten a letter or two from graham in the past but um not you haven't seen them too often and you haven't seen them for a while so um upon seeing blizzard she would do what she would do for any animal that makes their way to her doorstep and she would pause to grab like a small snack, like a treat or something, and then a little bit of water because uh, anything coming from the city is going to be a little bit of a trek, and sometimes it's tiresome. So she she first tends to Blizzard before she really even 
is concerned about what he's there for. Uh, they, uh, Blizzard happily eats the treat. They um, drink the water really fast. You know that Canaan dogs, especially, are like very tiresome. They're or tireless, rather. They um, are full of energy. They um, are usually used as like shepherd dogs. Um, or they're very loyal companions. Uh, and you know that, like, because it is not holding a letter, the intent is probably for you to, like, speak directly to Blizzard. She she lets Blizzard finish the snack and the water before addressing them. And then she pats them on the head and says, What is it that I can do for you? It has. Hi there, Solara. It's been a while. You're very big. I thought I'd be bigger by the time I saw you again. I mean, I am, but I'm not as big. Small one. No. Okay. Um. Oh. Uh. By the way, Master. Oh. Uh. Master has a message for you. Uh. The 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 city of uh Douglas. 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 The city is called Douglas. Her uh, face it's kind under of siege. A little grim with that. She kind of can already see where this is going. She doesn't like any of what she's hearing. <laughs> yes, Master said city is under siege and guard is spread in because not only are uh bane um and the uh, the the noble are both no uh people of the bane and the people of the noble uh it, you know that they uh, like they get slightly confused as they're like trying to ponder <laughs> this very complex information for a dog um they're attacking the city and also, some people in the city think that the city is gonna, uh, gonna get sick and die. And so, uh, they're, they're doing bad stuff. And, and Master, he, he wants your help, because you, you can stop people from doing bad stuff. Because you're strong. Oh my gosh, terrible. I am a good girl. She... It is okay. People often cannot understand my gender. And that's fine, because they're my friends. You know, what's a mistake she, or two she among pets friends? Blizzard again on the head. And then she kind of <laughs> she kind of ponders this information. I like head pets. Um face still pretty grim. It's not sounding good. And she doesn't really want to go back. But people dying is not good. And then she says, "Well, tell him that I'll at least talk to him about it." I will be there in a few days. Okay. Okay. I'll go tell him. And he, uh, and <laughs> Blizzard immediately starts running off. She, uh, picks up anything that was left behind, like the bowl that the water was in, and heads back into her hut, where she really doesn't spend a whole lot of time contemplating. She's pretty much made up her mind already and begins to pack the things that she would need. Um, probably the last thing she grabs is the the cloak she just kind of has a moment with it it's probably worn oh yeah yours and, is um, definitely she worn. folds that up and packs that last uh and then we cut forward to the future you are um on patrol you are sailing over the buildings of douglas on your mighty sunwing a giant eagle um did you 
uh, have any particular like flavor you want to throw on this eagle, like a unique plumage or um, uh, or a name, or is Sunwing, Sunwing just fine? Sunwing is just fine. I don't have anything specific I want to. <laughs> that is the name of my species. <laughs> she calls him Sunny for short. This name is fine as I am. <laughs> I shall be Sunny. <laughs> Uh, yes, but Solara is flying on the back of a giant golden eagle. Uh, and uh, you know that you have to meet up near a sign to join sort of patrol with uh, another figure, uh, Margrax. Uh, you are currently standing uh, below a sign that you are supposed to meet under. Uh, it's a billboard advertising some kind of uh, lawyer. Uh, it reads, uh, sorry, the billboard reads, Are you injured? Would you like to be? Call Joey Patelli, the only lawyer who will sue himself for the injuries he gives you. And you see some very aggressive, very buff elf, like just pointing at the screen, or pointing at the uh, forward. <laughs> um, and Mark Rex, would you please describe your character? As you are waiting for Solara to so join. So you guys kind of see a tall dragonborn. Uh, kinda like a darkish blue. Um, I kind of got like little side spikes coming off like the sides above my ears. And then I have one horn coming off the front. Kind of like a unicorn horn. Um, on my side, I have a, uh, a black handled like sword. Um, just kind of looks... Uh, like steel. I don't know if we actually gave it a description. Um, um, a very made of very simple, worn-looking steel, lying something very powerful. Um, I'm wearing my cloak because you know I'm on duty, and then on my back I have just a great axe and some javelins. Uh, Margrax, uh, you know that Solara is coming to pick you up for an important mission, and it is. The first time you've seen Solara since she trained you, and you're excited because you really want to show her how much you've changed since training days. Uh, hopefully she, uh, yeah, accent, you know. Um, nah, hopefully she shows up soon because I am tired of waiting underneath billboard with man who's going to sue himself. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, yes, you, you think back to... Uh, yourself and uh, when you first set out for for Douglas um, back when you were with your tribe uh, you remember the ceremony standing in front of the uh, withered elder in their worn cloak your parents uh, among the audience of the tribe kind of standing off to the side letting him speak Argorax Soldorim as you have become of age it is the responsibility of your parents to bequeath upon you a sword. And they reveal this worn sword with a simple black handle. It doesn't look particularly special. Um, and you're a little disappointed on some level, and the elder quickly sees it in your face and says, Do not belie its appearance. I have tested it myself. I broke literally seven different axes on its build. It's 100% magic. I don't know how else to explain it. 
I I need seven new axes. Could you do that when you get to the city? Just like send over new axes because I I need one for cutting firewood. I really shouldn't have used my last axe to to test, but I wanted to make sure that this sword is definitely uh, magic. Ah, I, could, <laughs> I could try and send some axes over, but I cannot promise much because you know I am uh just starting out, I guess. Yes. Uh, and as soon as you hold the sword, you are taken into this dark room. And standing to the left and right of you, almost as far as you can see, are these statues. Ten, maybe fifteen foot tall, each of a different knight in a different pose, with slightly different armor. Uh, and there are nameplates on each and every one. Um, and as you are looking in this strange place, three figures appear before you. You see three different knights. There's this sort of skinny knight with uh, six arms, it looks like. Uh, their, their features are like hidden under a helmet, and their helmet has like multiple eye holes, uh, like a spider. And there is another knight that is uh, big and broad-shouldered, and uh, their muscles almost like breaking out of the armor in places. And another knight that is a uh, a half-orc woman uh, with uh, husks and braided long hair uh, under her helmet. And the three look at you, and then they look back, and behind them, standing at the very beginning of this place, there is a there is an old and withered knight. A you cannot determine their features um, as they are completely covered in this worn, rusted armor. But they stand with their back to you and a long cloak dragging on the floor. And without turning or looking at you, the figure calls out, They are acceptable. And then we cut to the future. <laughs> um, right to the current moment. Uh, as Solara comes to, uh, as Sunny lands in front of you uh, to pick you up with uh, Solara on their back. Bah, Solara, it's about time you have arrived. I have been waiting forever. Then you've arrived too early. Sometimes being early is the best course of action. You've taught me to be early sometimes. Unless you're waiting forever. Fair point. And I'm going to walk over to Sunny and climb on up. Master, they are a heavy one, but I shall accept she, like, this challenge. like, strokes Sunny, like, down the back of their head and neck to, like, give them encouragement? So, uh, as Sunny flies away, you know that you have to meet at headquarters because you have a very important mission that Graham wants to give you personally. She's, like, occasionally looking back at Margrax because it has been a long time, and this has been, like, a flashback from the past of, like, people and animals coming to her out of the blue. <laughs> like, hey. So, she's kind of, like, trying to size the situation up and, like, what kind of person that Margaret X has turned into. She's also, like, not trying to make it super obvious. Do I notice? Uh... 
why don't you, uh, I guess why don't you both give me insight checks, and then you both give me deception checks. So for insight, I rolled a 12. I rolled a 22. Okay, deception or now roll deception. Deception. I rolled a 2. Mm, okay. Uh, you, uh, yeah, and then Margrax, you rolled deception? Okay, only 12. Um, so you, uh, Solara, you do get an accurate read on Margrax's capabilities. Um, they appear to have done a lot of strength uh, training. Um, as per your instruction, they did not <laughs> skip leg day, so you're, uh, so you're uh, a little approving of that. Um, they appear to be some kind of strength-based fighter, and their sword, their sword has always been kind of weak. You get this, like, you've always gotten a strange feeling from that sword, but you're not sure why. Um, unfortunately, you are not able to hide that you are doing this from Margrex. So, Margrex, you notice that they are kind of trying to discern you, and they kind of hover on the sword a little bit. Ah, uh, the, um, the sword is a ancient tradition passed down through my tribe, as I've changed my accent a little bit. Um, also, we have a saying in my tribe. It's, uh, take a picture. They last longer. <laughs> she just kind of, like, looks at them for a second, looks at the sword, and, like, totally doesn't even comment on the picture comment. She just goes, the sword is weird. And she's kind of always had this, like, passive personality. Like, she's never been particularly uh, energetic. So, like, her talking this way is kind of normal. And you would probably know that she doesn't mean offense when she just kind of passively says things that are kind of rude. Um, my sword is, um, it has a lot of spirit to it, I guess. Um, it's I can do it. It's a lot easier to show than it is to uh, talk about it. She she looks back at him again. I would be interested in seeing it. Would I regret it? Not at all. Show me some time. Esther, are they planning to attack you on my back? That would be very awkward. I <laughs> tell... <laughs> I... <laughs> They're on my back. It's hard to... Eddie's sunny. <laughs> uh... Uh, so Sonny arrives at the uh, the headquarters of the White Cloak Guard, and all of you convene in a meeting room. Uh, standing uh, in the meeting room is Captain Graham McFaridaw of the White Cloak Guard. Uh, there used to be three captains, um, and Solara knows all about that. But Solara retired sometime after the other guard captain. Well, that's a story for another time, perhaps. Uh, they're, uh, you know, tall figure, a lean muscle, uh, usually clad in, uh, head to toe in white armor, um, has, like, uh, black hair, uh, that's short and, uh, slicked back, uh, and a, uh, you know, thin but, like, decent, uh, black beard. Um, not too thick or not too long, because it has to fit in the helmet. Uh, and, uh, as you are all standing there, uh, Captain Graham addresses you. Good evening, it's, uh, or good morning, I guess. Sorry, I've been up since, uh, 
city's under siege. There's a lot to do. A lot to, lot to do. Uh, anyway, we've, uh, I have a mission for the lot of you. It must be handled discreetly and efficiently, and I can think of no people better to trust with it than four of you gathered around. Uh, and then uh, you hear a barking from under the table, and also Blizzard. Blizz Blizzard, you're a messenger. You shouldn't be helping on a dangerous mission. Frap! No, no, Blizzard. C calm down. Uh, and Solara, you understand, but I can fight! <laughs> it's like, no, 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 Blizzard. Don't, don't fight. She just smiles at Blizzard and shakes her head a little bit. You, uh... I will... You, you've been putting on a few pounds there, looks like. You haven't been out in the field very often, have you? Uh, are you talking to Graham? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I, uh, well, I, I'm not putting on, like, I'm putting on muscle, okay? I'm, I'm doing yeah, sure, a lot of... Sure, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's muscle. Do you gain yeah, muscle yeah. in the form of wine and snacks? Oh, okay. Ho hold on. I, I, I'm more cut than I was when I started out with you, Solara, don't you? <laughs> she just like smirks at him. I'm just saying, it, 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 I don't think it would kill you to go on a run every morning. It's the sandwiches are starting to show. I do three runs every morning. Thank oh, you. Yeah, sure, I, sure. Running every morning. Running to the the deli does not count. You know that, right? Okay. Okay. But running We're, is still running. Though. I'm having some. Okay, I'm having some serious second thoughts about. Uh, Adding Demira to this, uh, Hayden. Yes. I mean, come on, you. Look at me, right? I, I've been doing a lot of work. This is this is hard to maintain sometimes. Correct on both accounts. However, I must admit you are getting to the state where you do look like you're getting. It's 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 like not sugar right? on things. A little it's, bit, it's, but. It's like Pudgy. I think that's the word I was going to go for. I, I don't know what I did to deserve this. I merely am trying to entrust you with an important mission. <sighs> anyway, um, I do need to start the uh, recording of the official mission briefing. So if we can get all the funny haha jokes out of the way before I start the recording, please get it out now. He like kind of like waves his hand, you like come on, give it. You know that we can only trust somebody who knows how to laugh at themselves. Sure, sure. And you know, I have never met a more well-rounded individual than you. Okay, that's wonderful. Uh You know, Demira, well-rounded just means there's more to love. And Captain, uh, should you ever desire the help in shedding a pound or two, you be sure to come see me tonight. No, just the yeah, word yeah. to help out with that. Already has uh, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. And uh, Solara, yeah, you actually remember uh, Graham has a, or, or remember you remember back when uh, he was like your lieutenant, and uh, he ta uh, he told you. Well, he didn't tell you, but you saw that he had something of a crush on a, a blacksmith named uh, Gale. Uh, what what was her last name, Mira? Uh, <laughs> uh, be Gail Blackstone. Gail Blackstone. Yep. Uh, 
a, a, a dwarven woman, if you recall correctly. You don't know if he's made any progress on that front. She doesn't ask right now, but there's a knowing look on her face. Uh, as... So, uh, as he looks around and sees that you guys are done with your funny haha jokes, he turns on the recorder. Here, 421, second of Green Edge, 9 a.m., Calendar, Captain Bram Faradov, the White Cloak Guard, delivering official mission briefing. It's been three days since the Siege of Douglas by the combined forces of the Noble and the Bane began. The majority of our military resources, including powerhouse royal thruple have been diverted to protecting our great city. But it's precisely times like these that little worms can burrow through the cracks. About ten hours ago, we, appreh uh, we apprehended one Zack Rattles Talbot. Part of the posse of infamous Bane Zealot and enemy general Istrak. One who briefly infiltrated the city prior to the beginning of the siege. Through a mixture of interrogation and divinatory magics, we were able to confirm at least 24 members of this posse managed to infiltrate the city. Of those, 14 have been captured, uh, with another two of East Drake's posse being confirmed as having left the city, and there is... And through further interrogation, we were able to uncover the leader of the uh, insurgents is one Miss Scarlet Diamondback. Professional assass uh, assassin, according to our sources. She entered, the fix uh, she entered the city under a fake name about a month ago, and no one has entered or exited the gates of Douglas without us knowing since the siege began, leading me to believe that she somewhere in this city, which is why I've brought all of you together. Margrax, Soldirim, Solara, Aiden Alexander, and Demira Vivier. I would request all of you to... I want all of you to find Scarlet, and put a stop to whatever she might be planning, and bring her in, dead or alive. Though, personally, I would prefer to bring her in alive, as... She has information regarding the remaining eight insurgents, and I would like to know who they are. Do you have any sort of description on this Scarlet character? Uh, yes. Uh, she's a pale-skinned woman with uh, long black hair, uh, red eyes, and a snake tattoo on her right hand. Uh, and you see that he actually turns off the... Well, he, he, he looks like he's about to turn off the recording, but then he sort of pause, like he refrains from doing so, and he's, you know, just holding his hands. Like, uh, Solar, I would like to talk to you after we're done with the official briefing. Um, so far, that is the description that we have of her. Uh, as far as we know, she is not personally capable of much in the way of magic. She's not necessarily a spellcaster. I do not know or think that she can change her form, but I would recommend you keep those possibilities in mind. Alright, well, I hate to be that gal, um, but, uh, well, as far as Solara and I, we're both civilian, what's in it for the two of us? I 
know that you are civilian, Mira, and I would hope that protecting the city and all of the innocent people within would be enough of a reward, but I you, suppose I can... you, you and I both know, Graham, that I'm not lacking for coin, personally. I want the information all right, um... that I asked you about previously. Oh, that. I... I haven't yet gotten it through the official um, channels, but I will see what can be done. And he, like, winks at you, like, I can't say on the official recording that I have it, but I probably have it. Sounds fair enough to me. Uh, Solara, your own viewpoints on the matter? As far as I'm concerned, with the risk of losing the city, there's a risk of losing my home. Keeping my home safe is what matters to me. And of course, you will be, um, paid or no, sorry, five times over time for your, uh, work on this, Mark Rex. Uh, Hayden, I am aware that your parents, uh, requested that we not directly pay you, but pay them. Uh, I definitely didn't put the money that I'm supposed to give your parents in your locker. I definitely didn't do that. Um, uh, I, but I do trust as loyal guards that you would see this through. Anything for you, dear captain. You can count on me, Pudgy. That's on the official recording. It has, oh gosh. That's gonna be in our archives. That's gonna be in our archives and I am saying for the record, that I am cut, okay? I had at least three different people tell me that I am their gymspiration within the last week, okay? Uh, and he stops the official recording. Captain? Uh, yes? What is this gymspiration, was it? Don't think I'm familiar with that term. It, it's, it's when people at the gym tell you that you're, um... You know, their inspiration for, like, you know, getting fit and getting, you know, cut. You know, like I do. I get fit and I get cut. I hate gym. to break it's it, probably so. sir. Oh. But the dad yes? god is back in fashion. Okay. Oh, it looks like he's got a step up on the on the, on the trend, then. <laughs> okay. Let... <sighs> Alright. So, as far as investigating this, I have a few different avenues you can pursue. Um, you could probably try interviewing Rattles, Talbot, and a few other members of the posse. Um, most of them uh, actually tried to escape last night, and a lot of them were uh, unfortunately killed. They, they took hostages, they tried to... Some even slit their own throats, as it were. <sighs> so I've been dealing with that since, you know, for the last few hours. Uh, so we we do have a few members still in detainment that you could potentially interview. I'm not entirely sure uh, what information they might still have. You could investigate uh, their last known location, which was... And he uh, pulls open like a dossier and he's like, Oh gosh, of course he would have been involved. <sighs> the residence of Jolene Free. Uh, as as well as the unofficial residence of Quincy H. Elias. Oh boy, I have complicated feelings about that guy. Oh, well, I mean, it's uh, that, that that's over by the university, right? Yes, over by the university. Oh, 
You know, like, cause like on the one hand, he's a worshiper of the Whisper, like me, and I, you know, I respect. You know, we're both in the same religion. Uh, but on the other hand, he's also a person of interest in at least two ongoing investigations, and he left the city before then, which is very frustrating. And then again, he did help bring my brother and I together for the holidays and taught us both the true meaning of Yuletide. <laughs> I have a lot of... Sorry, a lot of stuff happened, a lot of very complicated thoughts. Uh, anyway... <laughs> um, I don't know if you personally know of any, like, informants you might be able to, uh, inquire with, uh, but I will, uh, but I would certainly recommend them. I have... Whatever channels they might have come to. I have at least one idea, if no one else is anyone else to start. I've got a handful, but we can go with yours first. Margarax, you, you have any ideas on the matter? I have got nothing at the moment. And, uh, Hayden, how, how about you? Anything? I certainly have a connection or two. We would just need to stop by somewhere a little unsavory. I'm ready whenever you all are. What was your what idea? Good, yes. I've bought the, the spare technological part from a very interesting fellow who lives not far away named Lyle. He runs a place called the Goblin Horde, and he usually knows what happening, what's happening or what's not happening. Feels like a good place to start. I can see if I can enlist the assistance of local creatures when we leave. She's got this plan that she's gonna like talk to like the the rats and squirrels and birds of in the immediate vicinity because I, she knows that they tend to go and grow. Alright, uh, give me, give me an animal handling check with advantage, then. Uh, 22. Okay, uh, so, so you're talking to a few wildlife, they're like, uh, oh, you should talk to them, um, and, uh, they point you in the direction of a, a singular tree, and in it there is a, uh, a chipmunk, uh, kind of burying, uh, some, uh, some nuts in there, uh, and he, uh, you know this chipmunk to be Vinny, <laughs> the chipmunk. <laughs> Like, oh, what, what are you doing here? What are you doing here on this? The eve of my daughter's wedding. I... That's why I gotta gather up all these nuts, you know? We gotta, she, like, gotta reaches into her pocket and, like, just pulls out, like, a handful of, of like, forest nuts and dried berries and stuff. And, like, offers it to him. Well, you've given me an offer I cannot refuse. <laughs> and he takes all of them. So, what is it you would ask of me? this, the day of my daughter's wedding. Well, I was wondering if you've seen anybody with a snake tattoo on her hand. Snakes are very scary. If you please refrain from saying the word snake in front of me, I nearly had a heart attack. Yeah, okay. Girl with a snake tattoo on a, uh, what part of her? Oh, her hand. Okay. Um, I, okay, because I saw, like, three different girls with, like, a snake tattoo and, uh, Let's see, the other two were not on their hand. Definitely not on the hand. Uh, but that, but I did see one girl with a, with a snake tattoo on her hand. Uh, she uh, she was going that way. And, uh, and he, he just kind of points in a random direction. Well, actually, um, uh, let's see. Uh, follow me. It's, it's, it's easier to, sh to show you. 
and he kind of like keeps scampering along. <laughs> this was not the uh, help that she was originally looking for, but but she's gonna go with it. And and like if nobody else wants to go with her at this moment, she like understands. And so she kind of looks at the group. You don't have to follow if I can meet up with you later. I will come along. I'm seeing this through. <laughs> so you you follow Vinny the the chipmunk. Um. Oh. Play of his daughter's <laughs> a character I definitely had planned. Play of his daughter's yes, wedding. The, uh, definitely a, a character. Yes, the day of his daughter's wedding. Uh, so a character I definitely I had. Love him. Uh, so yes. Uh, so he he takes you uh, through uh, some of the various uh, through the various districts to the university ward, and uh, uh, he takes you actually to the apartment. Uh, was listed in the dossier. He's like, Jay was here with a few other people. Uh, they were shooting up the house, um, you know, that uh, uh, with a lot of smoke and uh, fire and stuff, you know, the fire making metal things. Norman shows, I don't know what they're called. Guns. Just a lot of guns, a lot of guns, a lot of shooting. Yeah. I don't like them either. They're too loud. Yeah. So anyway, uh, she, uh, as soon as, uh, some guys on horses in, uh, white cloaks. Oh, hey, you're wearing white cloaks. Was that you guys? Oh, uh, probably not you guys, or else you wouldn't have this. Uh, so, anyway, uh, some guys on white horses came and, uh, you know, chased them, uh, the others, you know, they scampered that way, but she, uh, started making her way to the cafe over there. Uh, and then, uh, she was in there for a while. She was rambling around, and then, uh, and then she started walking down that way. Uh, that's the last I seen of her. May I ask what The gift that you have given me on this today, my daughter's wedding. Uh, I would at least be willing to. She's like squatting down to be on his level. Starts like shoving it in his mouth and carrying it.
uh, Vinny pointed out uh, that they entered a, a cafe that was today. Getting ready for your big performance? Oh yes. We do have to encourage the troops after all. And uh, I think I can give them some encouragement. Oh, I know you absolutely can. Now, I hate to bother you when you're oh so clearly busy, but I was hoping I might trouble you for some information. Oh, is it official information? Have you come to arrest me? Now, Velia, you know I would never. I mean, if I re arrest you, where would I spend all my free time? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, why don't you tell me why? Well, the captain has put me on the hunt for someone. Have you by chance seen around? I remember she came in here, sat awkwardly in the dark corner of the room, you know, assassins, they always do. They think they're so inconspicuous, right? Indeed, 
And if, uh, and I don't mean to criticize you know, someone's game, but like, if you're gonna be an assassin, you probably shouldn't have an uh, obviously recognizable model. Right? Like, am I crazy or... I mean, I have Inky myself, and she, like, turns around and shows you a very Yes, Ophelia, it's been positively ages since I've seen you. Oh, yes, I just had a pleasure. It was absolutely gorgeous. Now, you were saying. Oh, yes. Very tight lips, even after a few drinks. Very Regards to trying to acquire dragon's blood. They thought my establishment would deal in such things, and I kicked her out because I was personally insulted. Like, that's tantamount to human trafficking. I wouldn't do that. And indeed it is, dear Familia. Might I say? I mean, I, I'm all for a good time with. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm all for a good time with my chains and whips and all that. But after a certain point, you cross a line. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. And you know me. I'm willing to do just about anything. Dragon's blood, however, is on the other side of the line. Drifty down at the Drift Globe Aporium. Uh, they, uh, they run, uh, their eyes. of are kind of stale. Typically, you would go to them in like, you know, like, if some, if like a mafia boss wanted an assassin, they'd send a message through the grapevine and they would tell, you know, freelance assassins who would be interested in that sort of thing. Dreadful stuff. You certainly didn't hear any of that from me. 
Oh, of course not, Delia. I only perhaps heard it from a loose-lipped client. I would never tell a soul it was you. Oh, yes, and you of all people know how to loosen some lips, don't you, Aiden? <laughs> Velia, you flatter me. Of course I do. Uh, oh, well, uh, I... Oh, dear, I'm completely naked. I didn't even notice. And she, like, kind of does, like, a fake, like, oh, dear me, my, uh, modesty, like, kind of pose. Clearly exaggerating. <laughs> you shouldn't Delia. be in a lady's. You shouldn't be in a lady's room while she's indecent. Darling, you're always indecent. And come on, it's me. It's not like <laughs> it's something I haven't seen before. Don't I know it? Don't I know it? Uh, anyway, uh, have fun with your investigation, darling. And uh, be sure to tell Castian to stop by. He was. Uh, <laughs> was certainly something. I wish I could have spent the night with him. Oh, I'm absolutely sure. However, he's getting married now, so I don't think we'll be seeing him around here anymore. Oh. Uh, who's he getting married to? No one stuck up, I hope. Oh, certainly not. That charming young fellow of House of Aris, I believe it was. Young Chase? Exactly. Yes. He, he seems like such a seems like such a small little bean, isn't he? Like a, like a bean is I get a bean vibe from him. Like a little bean. Oh yes, absolutely. You know, I must say I was quite shocked when I found out, but on further reflection, I do say they make such a lovely girl. I'm sure they would, uh Certainly better uh, Jace than Hollow, am I right? Hollow, you say? <laughs> yes, of course. Just about anyone is better than Hollow. Uh, you know Hollow of Aris? I've heard some concerning rumors about him. Velia, darling, it's me. I'm sure I've heard all the rumors that you have. Then I suppose I needn't tell them to you. Though, has Ch Castian that sadly I can't say. It's not something he and I would ever speak of. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't mean to speak ill of people. I never do. But just between you and me, he's been widowed three times. Once is a tragedy. Twice an unfortunate accident. Three times is a tragedy. I certainly hope his son has You know, 
It's not like I'll have them on that long anyway. Delia, <laughs> <laughs> you smiling. Of course you won't. Uh, all right um so with that uh you have uh that particular information um uh i guess cutting back to uh what you guys uh kind of going quick uh why don't all of you roll investigation checks for i rolled a 15 so uh demira you investigate the house and or the apartment you uh notice that like the door is open um there's a table that's been flipped over. There's some bullet holes in the table. Uh, you assume that whoever was in here flipped it over and used it as, like, cover. Um, Alright. Just swing by and grab up anything from the laboratory first. Uh, that That is mounted in the wall. Or, oh, oh, wait. Yeah, sorry. The Your armor. Yes, you okay. collected the armor and everything. And you're okay. back here. Uh, yeah, so I'm just, I'm kind of just taking notes of everything. And yeah, you're, you're a little winded because you, like, ran quickly and ran back quickly. Uh, so you're not on your full game. Um, uh, investigating the house, there's not too much. Um, uh, there's some signs of, like, there was a battle here, but nothing that would, like, indicate where an assailant might have, like, run off to afterwards. Um, you, you do see that, like, there are marks of, like, people that were hiding in certain areas for a, a significant amount of time, uh, on the surrounding buildings, but nothing, uh, uh, yeah, nothing that would lead you to suspect what might be happening next. You do see in the, like, attic of the house, there is, like, a small wrapped present, and there's a little note on it that says, uh, to Jolene, happy anniversary. Um, well, I would like to kind of just start working my way up there and taking uh, taking a close cautionary look at it. Uh, yes. As soon as you open it, you see a, a large crystal ball. Uh, there's sort of a crumpled note kind of on top of it, and uh, and then there's the actual crystal ball itself. Uh, the note, when you uncrumple it, says. Quincy, I can't believe that this is all you're asking for. You, I, you literally saved my life. This was kind of lowballing it. Are you sure this is all you want? Signed, um, Attenborough. <laughs> Margaret Attenborough, let's say. Uh, and then when you, uh, like, tap the crystal ball, it projects an illusory image of uh, a, uh, a stage performance that definitely took place uh, in the, uh, uh, in one of the main theaters of the entertainment district, um, and it's, uh, kind of going through, like, the cast credits, and one of the credits is, uh, Margaret Attenborough, uh, as the lead in, like, this, uh, you know, full production musical. You know that these can be pretty hard to come by? Uh, it appears to just be a recording of the live stage show. I sort of just set it back down with all the boxes and Kind of head out towards the uh, the front of the of the house and wait to meet up with everybody else. Uh, yes. Uh, you the two of you who investigated the cafe, um, Solara, you're a little bit distracted by like the intense aroma of like 
10 or 15 different kinds of coffee beans that are all grown locally. You see, like, behind the counter, there's this uh, young elven druid who is, like, um, literally growing the coffee beans in-house with uh, druidic magic and, like, plucking them, uh, drying them out on a fire, and then, like, grinding them into fresh-pressed coffee. On an out-of-character note, I desperately need to go to this cafe. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, Jungle Forest. <laughs> no, no, that's... No, uh, let's get a different name. Uh, the Heart of Bean Cafe. Yeah, Heart of the Bean <laughs> Cafe. <laughs> okay. Um, go ahead. Uh, uh... Yeah, the, the the druid like turns to you and is like, uh, oh, uh, can I uh, interest you in a special today? Yes. I, I'm not sure what, but it smells heavenly. Uh, yes, I, I just got some fresh vanilla in. So we're doing like a special on like uh, vanilla cream uh, lattes. I, uh, I, Taylor, do not know coffee very well. So it's really... <laughs> I... What I describe is accurate and good. I got <laughs> Let's you. Let's just say that. <laughs> Out of character, coffee is my livelihood. <laughs> um, uh, yes. I, I don't really know what that is, but I'll take it. Uh, yes. Uh, um, uh, Margrax, you're kind of looking around. You've been, uh, here once before. Um, it always smelled a little too earthy for your taste, so you're not, like, as distracted as Solara is. You're kind of looking around, and you see that there's, like, a few scratches in certain places along, like, the ceiling of the, um, place and the, uh, surrounding, uh, and the floor of this place. Kind of, like, against the, uh, where the wall meets the roof. I make an investigation check to figure out what caused the scratches. Um, you already made an investigation check. You... You can determine that it was, like, a small knife. Like, something was here, and someone pried it off with a small knife and left scratches. Lara. Huh? I have found something. Come here. Uh, I'll be back for my coffee. She walks over to, um, see what, uh, uh yeah. Margarax is looking at. It turns out there was a little bit of a, uh, scuffle, and I find all the scratch marks. She like touches. You said that you said um, that they were like pry marks, right? Yeah, pry marks. Like something was here and it was pry. So off. she's gonna like touch like the the scratches if she can. Less. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you do kind of have to like get up on a chair to do that, but you do. It looks like less of a scuffle and more like something was stolen. There was something. At which point the. Yeah, the lady at the counter pipes up. Oh yeah, weirdest thing. Uh, a few days ago, someone stole our uh, security system. Uh, we we had like a little string that was like enchanted with an alarm spell. Someone apparently came in here and stole it. I don't, I don't know how, cause like, it's supposed to be our security system, right? It's like, you know, like if someone stole your guard dog. <laughs> Well, then I guess it is not a secure system, am I right? Yeah, maybe not. Uh, just kind of She, weird. like, hops off the chair and, like, walks over to this this person. She's like, well, who designed your system? 
Uh, Lyle? I bought, uh, we bought it from a guy named Lyle. Uh, uh, he, uh, yeah, apparently, uh, it was kind of faulty. Um, we've asked him for a refund, and then he disappeared completely. His his entire shop disappeared for our eyes as soon as I tried to ask for like a refund. She just kind of, like, squints, because that's suspicious on a number of levels. Were you holding anything particularly valuable in here? Um, no, like, I mean, I, I desperately want to protect these plants, and she points at, like, the the different kinds of coffee trees that she has growing, and, like, that's why I bought the system, but, like, nothing else was stolen, which is the weirdest thing. Maybe we should go pay this Lyle a visit, yes? I believe he was on the roster. Uh, I mean, I... Yeah, uh, last I checked, his shop completely disappeared, so I don't know if they're still there or not. Maybe they came back, I, d I don't Could know. Could you write down the address for us all the same? Oh, uh, sure. Uh, they write down the address Thank for you. you. Um, uh, so, uh, do you, uh, you kind of meet up with Demira and you, uh, what do you do? Wasn't, wasn't it Demira that said, or Demira that said that, um, they, they knew Lyle? Yeah, yeah, I, I've bought a couple of things from him before. So, Solara, Solara, um, would target... Demira when when they like come back together because she has questions about this individual that Demira had stated as a possible contact in regards to this case, and she says uh, we spent some time in the coffee shop as she's holding like a very large coffee. <laughs> yes, with fresh vanilla beans. Um, I also need you to know that she would have asked if she could like get information on where this person got these plants from because she wants to grow her own. <laughs> uh, family secret. I got them from my mom. <laughs> so, um, she, she, uh, looks at Demira and says, you wanted to talk to a Lyle at some point today, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, he usually knows something about whether or not things are going on around. So, I figured it'd be a good place to start. I would be choosy with what information you give him. Oh, yeah, you never give him any information. You only get information from him. Not the trustworthy fellow, I'll tell you that. Ian, and... Well, the apartment, the apartment was a bit of a bust. Not much information there. Well, we talked to some of the staff at the cafe, and it turns out that a security system designed by Lyle has suspiciously gone missing, and nothing else. And then his shop supposedly vanished. Well, that, that is concerning. I will say that. Do you like me to go and have a word with him? I'll come with, please. Do you think it would be wise if we all went? Or do you think he's less likely to talk if we're all there? Yeah, well, he usually breaks under pressure. And with that, I'm gonna... Demira kind of taps her wrists together. And you notice that these kind of, like, scales roll out from these bracelets that she has on and turns into this full suit of armor around her that's, like, black with this purple crystal visor in the front. Um, and, like, all these kinds of weapons and attachments. <laughs> so Lara just, like... Smiles a little at this. 
She had her had her opinions about Demira at first, but she kind of likes her now. <laughs> what is that? Where can I get one? He should. He should. He should talk. And I built this myself. Well, should we wait for Hayden first, or should we? Oh, yeah. We we probably should. I haven't known Hayden very long, but it's not like it's not like them to keep. Uh, at which point, uh, Hayden, you uh, walk around a corner and arrive. Hello, darkness. Did you miss me? Welcome back. Have you found any information? <laughs> oh, did I? Absolutely. 
and I'm going to raise my arm, and I'd like to Eldritch Blast right into where I know the wall is. Uh, yeah, you. it immediately splinters open, and inside you see Lyle uh, sitting knock, on knock. A, <laughs> Yeah, kind of sitting on their chair, uh, cleaning their desk. Uh, oh, okay, I, I, I have a sore throat. Okay, I got a, I got a bad shipment of tea, and it's made my throat real sore. Uh, oh, Demira, why, why are you here? Why do you torture me like this? Well, I couldn't find the door, so I figured I'd make one. Say, you have a time for words amongst you friends. Gonna, are you gonna pay for that door? Because doors don't, don't come for free. You think doors grow on trees? You they do. Do they do, actually. Don't get smart with me. Sure. Now, are you going to invite us in, or should I make a hole big enough for everyone to fit through? Okay, 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 okay. Just don't tell any... Don't tell that Oxy girl from the cafe that I'm here, all right? She, uh, and he snaps his fingers, and this place becomes uninvisible. The cast mending off to the side as I walk to the front door. Yeah, see, thank you. A little bit of courtesy. A little bit of courtesy is all I ask. Oh, I, uh, I need a new, I need a new whole shipment of tea because my voice is just shot. Uh, what is the door, Solara? Uh, what do you want? <laughs> oh, I, like I said, are you you're inviting us in, right? Yes, you're you're invited in. Just. Don't shoot the door. Frickin' I. Solara, like, gives Demira a thumbs up. <laughs> and then, like, heads towards the other place. Because that's- they were gonna split up, so. Uh, okay, um, so- so I guess we'll resolve Lyle first, and then cut over to Drifty. Um, uh, so, uh, what- what is it you want? Solara, you're the one that had the questions regarding that, uh... What was it? Solara, you remind me again? Solara is with the GIF globes. Oh. So I, I thought Solara... Okay. Okay. We would like to know well... why you have taken the security system out of the coffee shop and then just vanished. I did... I didn't take it, alright? Do not lie I to me. I told her. Uh, roll an intimidation check with advantage. I'd like to be like fine-tuning the launching system on my armor as oh yeah happening. that's why he has advantage <laughs> 15 i'll say yeah look look okay okay we we uh we we don't need to we don't need to get we don't need to resort to violence big guy uh that's oh, it. don't worry i am not that's going to be the one getting violent i'm gonna do the thumb point over to uh demira fixing their arm cannon uh, yeah 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 that's a a very interesting soup there, big guy. Uh, do you, uh, mind if I topic, Lyle. Point yeah, yeah, or you yeah. will be on topic, point. Topic. Oh, oh, wow. That, that was very clever. Uh, bravo to you. What do you want? Why did you steal the security system from the coffee shop? I didn't steal it, okay? Someone else stole it. I... You keep saying I didn't steal it. Like you know who did, so why don't you go ahead and come up now, so okay, that you're okay, free and okay, clear. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, a few days ago, someone came in, a girl, snake tattoo, asked me if I had dragon's blood. I told her that, of course, I didn't have any such uh, illegal uh, merchandise in my store. You sold never... stuff. No, no, no. No, well, a little, a little bit. I, I sold a I'd like to, I, I, I'd like to get up and grab it right by the door. Uh, 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 what, what? No, it, it's some of the old stuff I had. It was really old. It yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How much? Um, uh, like a tear trap. 
on site? Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, they're being truthful. They're, they they know that lying will not help them in this situation, and they don't see a reason to lie right now. Hey, I'm just gonna squid at it. How much did you sell it for? Uh, I mean, they only had, well, they, we did a trade, honestly. Uh, she had, you know, a few magical daggers. It was like some really nice stuff. Like, there was this one blade that was like multiple blades in one, right? right? Like, it could, you could put a blade in it, and it would fire the sold it to this, uh, this, uh, one, uh, this elf chick who came in here. Uh, drow? Yeah, I think it was a drow. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, wait, I... Well... Wait, did I... <laughs> if, that, if, that, if, that, if that's all you can tell us... Uh, e- do you, do you, do you, is there anything else that you need answers out of him for? Not at the moment, but if, uh... Do you have any questions for him? Well, I've got plenty. I just might need you to give me the room first. No, no, Before don't leave the go. room. Don't leave the room. I will do. I, I will tell. I will tell you anything if you don't leave the room. Where was she going? Uh, she, uh, she said she needed to head back to the. Let me check my notes. White Stone Inn. That uh, she was meeting someone at the White Stone Inn, and uh, she needed to uh, get some dragon's blood. Uh, she asked me where. Uh, I gave her. I gave her what I had. No trade. And then uh, she wanted to know where we you could find more. And uh, uh, the only person I know currently who sells dragon's blood is, uh, is a little guy named uh, what was his name? What was his name? What was his name? Please don't hurt me! I'm just struggling to remember the name. Well, you might want to struggle faster. My friend is getting a little impatient. <laughs> uh, 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 hunter, hunter, hunter ground, hunter ground was his name. Uh, where, 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 where might we find him then, huh? Uh, let's see. Any ideas? He, he lives in the, uh, sand ward. Uh, he, uh, his, his uncle's, uh, there's a big warehouse behind his uncle's, uh, uh, alchemist shop. Uh, he, he sells, uh, he sells dragon's blood. Well, I mean, he'll tell you, and... He'll tell you he won't have it, but he definitely has some. I, I know people who bought dragon's blood off of it. Uh-huh. And I'm and I actually mean that. I didn't buy any myself. I, you know, that otherwise I would have sold it already. So, I am going to at this point I'm going to cast grease right out of my hand that's around him. Oh 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 god! Uh, uh, is this bringing a leak? Is it supposed to be doing that? Well, it has a very fine activator in it. If I find that you're trying to leave town, or that we're not able to quickly find you here, should we need to ask more questions, it'll activate. Do you want to know what happens when it activates? What happens when it activates? You sure? I can give a dem. Do you want? Do you want to see a demonstration? Oh, I wouldn't want to know a demonstration. I please don't. The demonstration, please don't activate. It is not good. Oh no. Please, please, mm. please, 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 don't. So you'll be here when we want to come back and talk yes, to you. Yes, I'll yes. be here, okay? Uh, I'll keep my, I'm keeping my shop invisible for now, because the city's under siege. No, gotta protect myself and my interests, but I'll be right here, okay? Good, good. Then you'll have nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, nothing to worry about. We're, we're all calm, we're all good. You won't be good if you leave the city. 
Yes, exactly. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. That'd be bad. Yes. And remember, once the ink here turns invisible, it'll be forever coated on you, and I can activate it at any point in time. Oh, if you'll excuse me, I have to go step outside, and I'm gonna walk outside the door. No, 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 please. And I put, I, I put Lyle down, kind of dust off his shoulder a little bit. So I'll see you in a little bit. I suggest you might have that inventory record of the dragon's blood transaction. Yes, I will. Ready I will, when I, I get back. Yes, I will get a, a full inventory of every bit of dragon's blood I've ever sold. Not just the recent stuff, but the stuff from a while back. That's good. See you soon, Lyle. Pleasure doing business with you. Yes, yes, a pleasure. And I pleasure. blow another hole out the side of the wall and walk out that way. Oh, come on! And we cut over to Hayden and Solara in the Drift Globe Aporium. Uh, you, uh, you see a, uh, a gangly youth with, uh, acne and, uh, curly red hair and very big, wide, surprised eyes. Like, his face is almost fixed in a permanent surprised uh, expression. And as you enter the place, um, you see, like, wall to wall, it is decorated with, like, different glass orbs of varying sizes. And uh, he says, Welcome to the Drift Globe Aporium. We sell Drift Globes and only Drift Globes. Please don't ask us about anything that isn't Drift Globes. You do realize how suspicious that sounds, right? That's our motto. I reiterate, that sounds suspicious. Uh, I'm just the, the desk clerk. My name's Wurzel. What was oh, uh, out of character? Like, what was the guy's name? The the dwarf's name again? Ursel. Uh, uh, Drifty is uh, the owner is Drifty McGee. Gotcha. You look like you're gonna say something, Hayden. Uh, uh, as yeah, uh, Hayden, what are you gonna say? So tell us, friend, where is Drifty? Uh, uh he's in the back. And and uh, as soon as you say that, you see like uh, a sort of short dwarvish man uh with a braided uh white beard come through bald head uh he kind of stumbles in uh kind of a uh, broken nose and he's like oh all right Wurzel, get just let me handle this you get in the back and do inventory all right okay boss and as soon as he <laughs> yeah he walks back and before um you guys can settle into a conversation. There's an immediate, like, slipping noise and then uh, uh, the sound of shattering glass. Orsel, I am taking every drift globe you break out of your pay. Oh man. I, I broke seven of them this week. My hands are so oily. Uh, I, I would fire him if he wasn't. Maybe he should try some kind of powder for his oily hands. I tried that! It made my hands all sandy! Then he views too much. Alright, uh, alrighty. Uh, the name's Drifty, uh, owner of the Drift Globe Aporium. What can I do you for? Well, friend. Um, as soon as you say that, you notice that Drifty is, like, slowly drifting towards the right. Like, he's magically floating, and then he, like, grabs the counter and pulls himself over. He's like, ha! Not today! Not today! Uh, uh, sorry, uh, never mind that. Uh, keep going. What were you going to say? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Drifty, was it? I, uh... I'm... Uh, yep, that'd be me. I happen to be in the market for something a little... off 
the shelves, if you catch my drift. I, I mean, we only sell drift globes here, but we have various sizes and luminosities and uh, for all different kinds of purposes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. You don't sell anything other than drift globes. You say you only sell drift globes? However, I've heard otherwise. Now, why don't you tell me about the fun little thing that you sell on the side, straight from that back room of yours? Uh, are you, are you coming on to me? <laughs> um, it can be, if that's what you'd like. Uh, uh, oh, I, I mean, you're a very, uh, you're a very pretty lad, but I, I, uh, um, roll a, roll a persuasion check to try to convince this guy to talk to you. 22. Oh, yeah, uh, as soon as you, uh, as soon as he sees the star pin on you, he suddenly, like, kind of drops, uh, surprised act and is like, oh, there one, uh, these friends, right? I'm sorry, one of whose friends? Hmm, exactly. Smart. Uh, I will, I don't know particularly what it is you're trying to acquire, but I do know a few, I know a few people who would be willing to sell various different things. Um, what is it you are seeking? What can the unseen eye provide for you. I hear that you happen to have a supply of dragon's blood. And that you not only offer the have it for the best prices, but you also have it for the best quality. He he holds up his hand and as soon as he does he starts drifting to the right again. He's like, nope, nope. Grabs onto the counter. Uh perhaps I will say that I myself do not carry such products, but I know where th such things can be bought. There's uh, a fella named Hunter Ground. Uh, he sells them uh, in the warehouse behind his uh, uncle's uh, alchemy shop. He'll he does this scam where like he has a cow named Dragon, and he swears up and down that like, oh no, by Dragon's blood, I mean my cow's blood. Uh, it's it's a sham. It he he actual sell he sells literal dragon's blood, not just the blood of a cow named Dragon. Uh, he, that's that's how he you know catches up a lot of people. Uh, don't fall for it. Oh, I see. Yes, I suppose that is rather helpful. Solara. Mhm. Mm do you think our friend Drifty here is telling us the truth? Everything he knows. Well, I think he might know how best to avoid the scam. Is there a password or something, some sort of information we need to pass him to make sure we get what we're looking for? Uh, he places his hand on the center of his chest. He extends his thumb upward and his uh, pinky finger uh, out and down, and then he closes it back up into a fist. Like, he he gave you the hand sign. Gotcha. So she, like, takes note of this in her head. So, it's strange. You, you seek and know of the Unseen Eye, but you are not yourselves rogues. Interesting. Uh, they eye you suspiciously. 
And as they do, they start drifting to the right again. He's like, nope. Nope. Drifting? Could I possibly trouble you for one more favor? Uh, depends. I need you to swear to me that you will not speak a single word of us ever <laughs> visiting your shop or asking any sort of question. Oh, 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 my dear lad. It appears you know nothing of the Unseen Eye. We do not discuss our clientele, policy, and all that. Mm -hmm. No one will know you are here. Such is the orders of the Grigori. And somehow I don't quite believe you. Uh, roll a religion check for the name Man, drop you just roll. gave. Uh, you, Solara, you may, you may do so as well. Damn. That's cold. Rolled <laughs> a three, but it was a one. <laughs> Hayden. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it would make more sense that Hayden would know. Um, you, you remember Pastian mentioning Gregory once as a slip of the tongue, and they made you swear up and down that you will never tell anyone anything about uh, what he knows, but the leader of the Unseen Eye a figure that is known as the Grigori, the Watcher. They are the... Basically, they're a minor palinirum. They're a minor god. And essentially, they are the god of thieves and criminals. They are the leader of this interdimensional organization, the Unseen Eye. Um, they... You also know that, like, um, they, they can grant people, like, cleric powers, so they are definitely, like, near divinity. Strangely enough, or ironically, you might say, uh, the divinity of, uh, the, uh, the Grigori is a thing that can be stolen somehow. And so, often, no one holds the, uh, title long enough to really establish, like, you know, who... So, it's a divinity that changes hands a lot. You know that the current one is, like, a female fairy of some kind? You're not sure who, and you that might be old information. Uh, but you do know, whoever the Grigori is, they keep the rules of the Unseen Eye uh, as sacred tenets. If this person is a sworn informant of the Unseen Eye, giving away clientele is tantamount to a religious heresy. He would be smote on the spot for giving you up. Lovely. Well then, Solara, unless you object. I have nothing else particular to look for. Though I'm curious about these clubs. Just like looking at one. Uh, uh, they, uh, they produce light. Uh, they can also produce sunlight if you say the command word. Just uh, don't say the command word. Um, and in the back, you hear Wurzel say, Isn't the command word chocolate? And as soon as he does, the entire- Every single drift globe in the store lights up with daylight. And it burns your eyes. Ah! Drifting! Wurzel, I hate you so much! Why have you done this? How do you turn it off? <laughs> Like, re 
up off the ground and is drifting towards one of the windows and is almost completely out of it when he like grabs the sides of the window and is like, nope, 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 not today, not today, not today. <laughs> How can I acquire one of these poles? also have these miniature uh, shards for about 10 gold. Uh, they can only do the light spell, but uh, they, you know, pretty pretty handy in a pinch. I actually don't know how much gold I have like out of character. Uh, like, I think you have like 10 gold. Uh, in your inventory, you can yeah, see how much any. gold you have. <laughs> oh. Whoops. I think you should have 10 okay, well, at still least. Not enough. She just kind of frowns a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't have that. Uh, white cloak guard. That's uh, that's the salary you get. Underpaid and overworked. That's why I'm She's, a merchant. I'm I am overworked and slightly less underpaid. <laughs> she just like sips her coffee, cause she relates. <laughs> I, I I see in you a kindred soul. Well, shall we go see a man about his cow? Yes, Alara. I think it's time we do. Um, okay, so all of you meet up together. Uh, what's, uh, what's on your agenda next? Oh, oh, we just had the loveliest conversation with, uh, Lyle. Got some information. It was very delightful. Yes. He'll be staying put, should we have any more questions? Well, that's absolutely perfect. We got some information ourselves from a little dwarf by the name of Drifty. And our secret is safe with him. Well, then. So, uh, Demir is going to relay the information about Hunter and, you know, where's, where's everything was located. And I assume, as I start to mention this, uh, Hayden and Orsolara reference that they got the same information. Yes. And, uh, and Demir, you also got, uh, the unique piece of information you got is that the, uh, um, uh, Scarlet was last seen, or said that they were meeting someone at the Whitestone Inn, and uh, what the unique information Solara and Hayden got was that the uh, um, uh, was the secret hand sign to make uh, Hunter not uh, to give up the ghost, basically, <sighs> like not do the stupid scam. Two fork prong again, or all collectively together? was not better to me as long as we can get the job done. I don't personally see a point in splitting up. Well, maybe. Well, I, I, sure we would, I sure would love to have words with this hunter individual. As would I. We could always go to Whitestone Inn first, and then from the inn we can go check hunter together. I like that plan. I think we can what safely about assume the that this other hunter individual is going anywhere. The other way. I think we could... I think we could safely assume this hunter individual isn't going anywhere, as we even know where his uncle's shop is, but the Scarlet individual, no idea whether or not how long she'll be at the Whitestone Inn, if that is where she currently is. Ah, uh, yes, you two have a point. Shall we get going, then? Find our daring adventurer? I would like to ask, ask her a question when the time comes. Uh, you would like to ask who? I was making an axe joke. 
<laughs> oh yeah, Solara just like makes a sound and then continues forward. Oh, and uh, Hayden, I did manage to, and she pulls a, uh, a bit of her, like the like detaches a little bit of the couple of scales off her armor and it kind of produces into this long javelin. I did manage to have a little bit of extra material here if you need a, a thrown weapon. And it's kind of like arcing with electricity right now. Oh, Demira, how absolutely kind of you. Of course. I would be happy to take it off your hands, but how would I ever repay you? Ah, don't worry about it. And she kind of she kind of leans it up against uh, Hayden's wrist, and the scales turn into a bracelet around Hayden's wrist. That's cool. Oh my, what a lovely little trick that was. Of course. Now you have a weapon that, uh, should we get into a place where weapons aren't allowed, you still have it. Again, you have my things. Shall we head on then now? Hayden, would you mind showing us the way? Yes, of course. Off we go. Um, to, uh, you guys are heading to the Whitestone Inn? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, so you head to the, uh, beautiful, pristine Whitestone Inn. Um, uh, very elegant, uh, graceful furniture, Beautiful grain wood floors and paneling. Uh, 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 It's been a while since I have been here. Uh, um, Very beautiful, wonderful place. And uh, I believe it was Leland was the uh, proprietor of this place, right? Uh, It kind of changes hands often. Oh, okay. All right. uh, So... Uh, so yeah, uh, you, uh, the three of you walk up to the proprietor, um, uh, kind of standing behind the desk. Oh, what can I do you for? Uh, human male. Um, I, I forgot the rest of the description. Uh, ver- wearing a very fine, uh, work suit, if that makes sense. Uh, no jacket, just like the vest and, uh, shirt. Pants, obviously. They're wearing pants. They are, however, wearing sandals. Behind the desk. Socks and sandals? Like flip flops. Uh, no, just flip flops. Not cool in my flip. book. You gotta wear those with toe socks. Damn right. Hey, I don't I don't think I've run into you here before. What's what's your name? Uh, uh the name's uh Ethro. I uh I I I am a new hire here. Uh, normally Leland is here, but uh, uh I'm running the place uh right now. Um apparently he uh got very busy as soon as the, uh, you know, siege started. So, uh, so yeah, um, uh, what, uh, what can I, uh, what can I do you? Oh, yes, uh, looking for someone, uh, I believe she has a tattoo of a snake on her hand. You wouldn't happen to see anybody like that come through? Um, They, they told you they're... Am I supposed to give people their room number? I'll give you their room number. Well, you are police, but Christ. then... Oh gosh, if only I... If only I wasn't new to the no, job! No, it's, it, it, um, no. Don't, don't worry, we just want to have a chit-chat, so... We'll just be talking and then heading on our way. If you could just give us that room number... It'd be really inconvenient okay, yeah, to yeah, kind of yeah. come back with, you know, a lot and all that stuff. Is this, yeah. Yes, it, Oh, oh dear. Um, well... 
thankfully, uh, this isn't illegal what I'm doing. <laughs> and he, uh, quickly gives you the room number. <laughs> Excellent. You've been a real help. You're doing great here. I look forward to coming and drinking and, you know, spending a good deal of gold here. You take tips, yes? Uh, uh, yes. Yes, I do. Right. Uh, and I'm going to place a single... Mostly in the form of life advice. Like, a lot of people do that as a joke, but I'm, I'm honestly struggling through life, and I just love any bit of wisdom that anyone for can drink. Because uh, I'm constantly nervous. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, so you guys... there's a bit of, there's a bit of vanilla wisdom imparted amongst anyone when the tribulations of life are just weighing heavily on your heart. And that's, you know, just, just keep swimming, okay? Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. And, uh, and you guys head up to the room. Before we go, Jethro was it? Uh, yes, Jethro. Well, dear Jethro, for your kindness, when we finish our job, I'll be sure to come back and see you again. And then we can have a nice little chat about all the things you can do me for. Oh, 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 oh my. And he kind of like tugs at his taller and little, uh, collar and little bow tie that he has on. Oh, his his handlebar mustache like curls inward and then curls out. Oh, so steamy. Too too much for an honest man. Well, by the time you and I are done, Chad, you won't be all that honest anymore. I promise. Oh no. <laughs> and you walk away. Bye, Jethro. Oh, power move. Power Definitely power moving Solara here. Solara has, like, long uh, since, like, left as soon as the flirting started. She's like, bye. Uh, and Solara, it does remind you just a little bit of Lucy. As she was a notorious flirt. Uh, so anyway, uh, as you guys all head up to, uh, the room number, um, I want all of you to give me a perception check. 11. Dirty 20. 17. Okay. So, Six. So the, uh, Margrax, you're more, like, looking at Hayden like, oh, man, this, this guy's intense. Uh, Hayden, you're just kind of basking in the superiority you hold over other people in terms of hurting and the way you can make them pay attention to you, kind of reveling in it. Um, Demira, uh, Demira, you're looking at the door itself and you, uh, you don't notice any traps or anything like that. Solara, you smell something. You look at the, like, where the smell is coming from, from the floor below you and kind of around the corner, uh, from this room, and it's strange. It's a faint sort of twinge of metallic smell and it's not on like the the carpet is pristine and clean in fact you see there are marks uh, kind of looking at the other side of the carpet you see um the the there's a small section of the carpet that's a little dirtier implying that this area of the carpet was cleaned recently and 
There's something coming from the floor, maybe under the carpet. So before anybody even touches the door, Solarin, like, stops them, because this is big suspicious. You see anything, Solara? What, what, what is it? Well, it smells bad. She makes, like, a face that suggests she can't stand the smell, and it's true. It's terrible. It's an, a gross smell to her. And then she, like, points at the floor, and somebody's done some spring cleaning recently, and it's not even spring. I'd like to I'd like to activate um, Gregory in my AI and cast Identify. Uh, Amir, uh, initiate magical scan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Evidence suggests that there was minor transmutation magics identified as the prestidigitation spell. It would appear as though someone attempted to magically clean this carpet. However, it seems that their target was the surface of the carpet itself, meaning that there is perhaps residue beneath the carpet, as whatever spilled here seems to have gone through the carpet itself. This has been a use of your unique identify spell. Have a good day, Demira. Remember, you must change the Thanks, Gregory. Well, if anyone has any objections, I'd like to make it some incisions on the carpet and gather a sample from underneath. Do what you have to do. Argrax, you see that you can probably just pick up and lift the carpet. You're probably strong enough to rip it Actually, off the ground. Actually, hold on one second. Step aside real quick. And I'm just going to rip the carpet off the floor. Uh, roll a strength check. I'll say you have advantage because you're not in a hurry and can take your time. Oh, 14, that's good enough. All right, double 14s, I got it. Easy. Have hold of the carpet with your giant uh, dragonborn claws, and you rip up, and beneath the carpet, you see stained onto the floor beneath a what looks like a pool of blood. I, I'd like to... And rip... I, I'd like to get out to my... my, uh, my, my, my that, uh, yeah, it's my alchemist kit. Yeah, and um, kind of just scoop up a little bit into a vial using using the edge of a blade or whatever just to kind of get it into the vial without touching it bare skin. Uh, and Margrax, as you rip up more of this carpet, you see that there's a thin trail that leads back to the hotel room that you were about to enter. Uh, your guess would be based on, like, the pool of blood, because you've seen, you've seen violence, you've seen people, you know, fatally wounded. It would appear as though someone was killed in this spot, then their body was dragged back into the room. It looks like uh, we might have found where the victim went, and I'm just gonna point out the thin, like the thin trail of blood uh, to the door. Well, my options are ignore it or break it, because I doubt that we're just gonna be let in. Well, it looks to me like we're on official business, so the only thing we have left to do is kick down the door. No, it's not that. Uh, okay, Margrax, why don't you, uh, if all of you are gonna try to break down the door, uh, why doesn't Margrax give me an athletics check with advantage? Uh, if you guys are helping him. In I was literally just kind of pulling out my thieves' tools, not paying attention to what everyone else is doing as it's going Oh, on. oh, whoops. Uh, uh, 
Why don't you uh -oh. roll a thieves? No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying it's happening as I'm pulling up at the tool while they're kicking up the door. Kick open the door just as they finish pulling out the thieves' tools kit. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry to jump the gun, but uh, roll an athletics check. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. <laughs> you approach the door, and it opens before you because it's too scared of you. And then you rip it off the into stage the anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, okay. It, it looks like a very nice, very pristine hotel room. around the room you notice that this place was cleaned very recently just like the um just like the floor outside and uh, because of that you're having a little difficulty trying to like hone in on any particular detail because the room is just so sparse and clean and so not like what you are used to um hayden you notice that there is a full jar of uh, little uh, ferrero rocher chocolates that are complimentary just sitting on the table. Uh, yeah, you, you walk over and pick a few. Um, Demira, you uh, you look through the fireplace because that's you know one of the few places. Uh, you know when you think of a really clean room, you think okay, go to the fireplace. You see minor, tiny little scraps of uh, ashen burned paper. As if someone took something that was paper and threw it in here, but then a part of it, you know, remained. Alright, I'd like to cast Mending on the Ashes. Um, over the next minute or so, the uh, ashes reconstitute into what looks like the floor plans of Castle Damaro. Oh, everyone, this just got a lot bigger. Um, and Margrax. You're you're focused on this trail of blood. You're like, who was killed here? What's going on? And you burst open the bathroom door, and it smells terrible. You're, you have to like, you know, brace yourself for the smell for a, for just a second, because uh, you know that someone is in here that might need you. Uh, and so you you go in, you pull back the. Uh, curtain, and you see lying in the bathtub is a young owl girl with a um, sort of paper boy style cap on her head. Uh, her throat has been slit open, uh, wearing simple clothes, a little work vest, um, and they are clutching something close to themselves. Uh, in their hand. I would like to reach for the item and then call for everybody in. Demira, this woman looks a lot like Branch. I'm immediately going to start trying to make a medicine check or a arcana check to see if I can figure out if she's within any kind of revivable state. Um, go ahead. It's going to be arcana first. I'll make it for arcana and medicine. 
even with a 10, you know she's been dead for hours. There's, yeah, not much you can do. Um, well... <clears throat> uh, throat has been slit open. That appears to be the main uh, fatal wound. I'm going to step out and I am going to... I'll, I'll be back. I, I need to... I need to bring the the girl's grandfather. I'll be right back. Um, uh, Argrax, you look what uh for what was within her hand, and it is a small crystal orb. You're not sure what it is, but she was touching to it. She was clutching it very tightly to her chest, like she didn't want this to be found immediately by whoever was in here. And you suspect it might be important. We might have. We might have Whatever found some information. Um, uh, all of you can roll an arcana check to try to determine what this object is. That's a four. I would have already walked off. Yeah. Uh, Jace, or sorry, Hayden and Solara. Both of you recognize this object as a recording crystal. It appears that this was, uh, this one specifically was fitted to work within a camera-like device. Well, I suppose we should probably see what's on this. And she's, like, holding her nose because it stinks. And, like, there's emotions there, but she's kind of put them aside for now. Um, The kind of device that it would need to be put in, like, on an out-of-character note... Um, would it be something that, like, somebody could be carrying on them, or would it have to be, like, a whole ordeal? Um, it's something that could be carried on your person, discreetly. Um, in, in order to, like, look at or replay it, you would need either a similar device or some ability of, like, illusory magics of some kind, or some kind of technological interface to look at it. Okay. She would look at um, the other two people in the room. I'm, I'm assuming we're all in the same room right now, right? Except for Demira. Yeah. Do either of you have something to play this on? I do not, but we can go find Demira. She might be able to have something. I unfortunately have nothing on your side. She frowns a little bit as she nods, and then she looks at the owl. into the scorpion-like device on my back. Um, I need you to come with me. Oh, um, I I don't have that much of a break, but I suppose I can hurry. Um, and he just follows you. So I'm walking back with him. Doctor, I... I wasn't... Wasn't what? I couldn't think of... I... I wish that I could... I, I don't know how. 
What are you talking about? We were hired by the city guard to do an investigation, and, and it seems your your granddaughter was on a similar like investigation. Oh, uh, it, oh, that uh, that twig always getting into trouble. Uh, she probably has a few bumps and bruises, but that's all right, you know. At the She's been in the hospital a few times. She's always so reckless. Uh, but don't don't worry about it. I, I'm sure we'll we'll get her right as rain soon enough. When I'm walking up with him, kind of get to the door, and I, she's gone, daughter. Gone? Gone where? She's... He immediately, like, rush it. Where? Which way? And walk to the bathroom. Uh, yeah, he he rushes past you, looks in there, he dr- immediately drops to his knees, and his hands are shaking as he kind of gently lifts up her head, and it kind of falls limp, and shock and horror and an unnatural stillness all rushing through him at one moment and suddenly he just like grabs the shirt and the coat he is wearing he screams and pulls and rips them off of his body leaving himself in these tatters as he is just wailing weeping uncontrollably no no why no no Take me, take me, not her, not her. Do not worry, or we will find the person who did this and bring him to justice. Um, he, at this point, he is unresponsive. Solara would. He just continues to cry, and Solara would sit next to him and like try to offer comfort. She doesn't know him, but. She understands what it feels like to lose someone you love and to see them in, like, the post in which they died. It's awful. So she's kind of trying to be there for him as best she can, but she realizes she doesn't really have much power with him. Like, he almost slightly in a daze kind of looks her over as if, like, the medical examiner of, you know, 20 plus years is trying to break out at this moment to, so that he can almost dissociate. Her camera. She, she has. She had a camera. Where? Where is her camera? Did you find a camera? I am assuming it is this, and I bought that the uh, orb. Uh, he he kind of looks at it. He's like, this this would be the equivalent of the film on the camera. Um, oh, hold on. Uh, he pulls out like a little uh, mini uh, miniature orb-like device. He sets the crystal inside, and uh, without thinking about it, he starts to press play. Uh, and you see this. Owlin woman, uh, alive and well, and she is, like, looking into this, and she's like, Porter, 
Briggs Br- uh, Barnsby. Uh, for the author's note, uh, I've I've been stalking a uh, uh, Nylian Rorora. He uh, wide receiver for the Douglas Beholders. Uh, recent draft pick from the uh, Vaith University Songbirds. Uh, I have uncovered some tantalizing rumors that he is in fact hoping losing dragon's blood. This would be an incredible scandal for the sports world and might just secure my place among the scri- s- the scribes. <clears throat> professional, professional, professional. Uh, I am currently following him above the sky and, uh, uh, oh, oh, he's just went inside. I'm going to uh, drop down there uh, and follow him and see uh, if I can get some more photos. I do have a few right now, uh, presenting them in order. Uh, and uh, it flashes through like a slideshow, a few pictures of this uh, tall elven man with long blonde hair uh, meeting at a dusty warehouse with uh, this random human person. Uh, and there's like pictures of the two exchanging gold for vials of a red liquid. And uh, this Nylon uh, Rorora keeps walking out. Uh, and then uh, it cuts back to her as she is like quietly and stealthily making her way, uh, following him. Uh, she manages to like catch the door right before it closes, and she peeks in with her camera. And you see not only this elven man, Nylon Rorora, uh, but also the woman you are looking for, this tall, half-elven woman with a, a snake tattoo on her uh, hand, uh, red eyes, long black hair, and she is just looking down at these plans. The hour is approaching soon. A meeting they're having concerning the continuation of Blood Rush season involving you yourself will be the perfect point of attack. King Hayden, uh, King Tristan will be weary and weak from a day of fighting my comrades. It will be the only possible time that I'll be able to kill all. Uh, that will be able to kill him. Finally. And, um, Nylon, uh, he looks, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, Demira, I made a mistake. Um, so anyway, uh, so... Nylon Rorora is uh, pacing back and forth uh, nervously. They, um, and as they do, they're like, uh, I, I don't know about this. I mean, regicide? This is, uh, ooh, this is, uh, this, this is a lot. And she's like, I'm sorry. I, I was under the impression you didn't want anyone to know about your little blood problem. Hey, hey, hey. Look, I... When I was in Vaith Songbirds, I played second fiddle to a fucking knoll. Okay? I am a professional now. I need the edge. If I'm going to reclaim the noble sport of blood rush from the savages, and that is what must be done for the sake of the honor and nobility of the elven people. So what if I had to buy dragon's blood? So what? So what? Do I know where where to find Nylian Rorora? Um, uh, as the uh, recording continues, well, 
help with this. You'll be an unfortunate survivor, end up in the papers. Uh, everything should be fine. You just have to be here at the meeting, ready to down the dragon's blood and hold King Tristan down so he doesn't teleport away or break out of the room and will be at the epicenter of the blast. And she turns over a paper and there is, um, and, uh, Twigs lifts up their camera to get a look at it, and you see plans for a bomb that is linked uh, directly to uh, the alarm spell security system. Uh, and it, uh, based on the plans, it appears that as though it is rigged so that as soon as King Tristan uh, enters the room, it will set off the device and the bomb will explode. Um, presumably, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and based on what they just said, like, that's their basic plan. We'll have at least one insurgent among the crowd who will be able to help us. So you needn't worry about doing this alone. Just play your part, and everything will be fine. And Twigs accidentally bumps the door. The door creaks, and Scarlet immediately whips to the door, and... Twigs runs away as fast as they can, and the last thing you see, the last image that it captures uh, as she pulls the record, the actual recording crystal out of the device is uh, Scarlet right on her heels, about to kill her, before the image cuts out. And from there, you're able to ascertain what happened. That her throat was cut open, she was dragged back inside. They cleaned the blood as best they can. And all the while, she clutched this recording so that the information would not be lost. She did her job at the end of the day. Whatever that means. Whatever. Let me... Anywho. Uh, yeah. Let, 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 doctor, let, let's take this and head back to... Let, let me take you back home. I... I... I think I want to stay here for for a while. You, it it appears they're planning to attack the king at that meeting. The meeting is a, uh, it looks at a clock. I uh, and Hayden, because it's your job to know the king's schedule, you look at the um clock and you immediately know that the meeting is less than fifteen minutes from now. I'm not sure if we'll make it in time, but we must leave immediately. Uh, I will, uh, at this point, uh, Blizzard walks into the room, uh, after you guys, uh, and looks at Solara and is like, uh, Master wanted a progress report. It smells bad in here. She immediately, like, approaches Blizzard and, and gets down to her level and is like, you need to tell your master that the king cannot go to this meeting that is planned. Well, she, she knows the meeting, about the meeting, right? I shouldn't ask that first. Um, vaguely, um, well, yeah, vaguely, you, well, you know, the, the recording was just talking about it. You yeah. all saw that, so you know the meeting is happening. You know Hayden just said it's, like, 15 okay. minutes from now. Or, or rather that you don't have much time, but, yes, um, uh, Blizzard is like, Okay, I will go and tell my master that, uh, the meeting is bad and, um, the king can't go. He's not allowed. King is not allowed to go to One the sec. meeting. Before... Um, okay. 
So she, um, she gives Blizzard a, like, a, a, a pat on the head that is suggestive that what she's about to say next is really important. Run as fast as you can and stop for nothing. That's what I do. And they immediately run out of the room. At least two of us can ride on Sunny to get back in a timely fashion. I'm uncertain about the rest of you. Um, I, I got Hayden, that. why don't you... I tap my wrist together and you see my suit reappear back on. Uh, Hayden, I want you to roll me an intelligence check. It's gonna be a 12. You remember that Caspian and Jace are at that meeting. Probably there right now. In a room with a bomb. Talara? Yes? How fast can your friend Sunny fly? How fast can Sunny fly? <laughs> Uh, they have an 80-foot fly speed. Uh, if you check your sheet under extras, you can see their full stats. Gotcha. Uh, pretty fast. Yeah, way faster than even you could run at your full speed. Good. Solara, I'm coming with you. That's we the need casualty. to go On it. Margrex, you hear a, one of the knights of your sword calling out. I have a bad feeling that perhaps you should not speed up. Uh, we... Uh, there may not be room for me on bird, but I will run as fast as I can to get to the location. Uh, okay. Uh, do all of you begin? Uh, where wait, do you hang go? On a second. I want to check something real quick before I go. Um, if I cast guidance on Margarax, is there a chance that he could run faster than normal? <laughs> um, that. You know what? Let's uh, let's have Margrax make an athletics check with guidance. Athletics is my specialty. I intimidated that door open. I can do more. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cast identify. I'm not identify. I'm gonna cast a long strider and jump on myself and start darting towards the castle. At this point. Yeah, those those. So I will with that one. Uh, so I'm gonna trip down the stairs uh, and catch Mark up. Rex, as you begin, yeah, as you begin running, your toe catches on uh, the carpet that you ripped up, and you fall uh, head over heels uh, down the stairs. Ooh, and take, uh, uh, three points of damage as you tumble down the stairs. Uh, stand up. I, I'm okay. Just let, let, let's go. And I'm just gonna start sprinting again. If I'm still in the room, can I cast uh, it again? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, it is a touch range spell. You have to touch yeah. him to cast so it. Yeah, so I'm going to touch him again. <laughs> uh, yeah, you definitely caught up here. Why don't you go ahead and roll one more athletics check to see if you can uh, attempt to run faster. Don't worry, I rolled an... Actually, guidance is 1d4, right? Or is it 1d6? Yeah. Alright, hell yeah, because I didn't roll in that one, so I didn't think you fit. Nine. You, you actually feel, like, as Solara touches your hand, you actually feel the sword get slightly heavier with sadness. And Solara, when you look up, you see kind of ghostly and outlined for a brief instant the visage of Game Lucie de Albarnay. Uh previous Muscle. captain. Uh, Margrax, you recognize, uh, you know the ghost. It's one of the spirits that's in the sword. Um, uh, usually they don't 
appear outwardly like this. And it kind of actually, like, causes both of you to pause. And then, uh, without a word, it disappears. We have no time to stop. We must keep going. There's, like, a new determination and, and like, a bit of a glaze on Solara's face. But she definitely has more of a step in her stride as she, like, also runs to meet up with Sunny and, um, and Hayden. Uh, yeah, all of you, uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say two people is kind of the maximum for Sunny. So, uh, Demira, you are, like, leaping across rooftops, uh, sort of jets of water spraying out of your, uh, the bottom of your feet, uh, with every leap, uh, water jets around the like rest of your body pushing and propelling you faster and faster across the rooftops um you you are doing exactly the thing that your armor was designed for or redesigned for i should say seeking uh in solara as you glide over uh the city on sunny racing to the destination as quickly as possible you can't help but think back. Unbidden, the memories come of Aime Lucie de Abernay, the half-orc bisexual icon, the bicon, if you will. We love her. We love her. May she rest in peace. Her. May she rest in peace. She was a proud captain back when there were three old captains in the uh, White Cloak Guard. You... She always, you know, she was a bit of a flirt. She was boisterous, an opera singer, a duelist, um, known for her unique uh, trait, some would say, of throwing her sword at people like a spear. Her, she got the name the uh, Spear of Avandra. And you also remember how sometime, sometime shortly after the birth of Princess... Uh, Aurora Demaro. Aurora Demaro was attacked in the hospital by someone who had disguised themselves as a nurse. And it was only thanks to her intervention that the princess was saved. She gave chase to the assailant and was later found dead. And to this day, despite you know, every animal you've asked, every blade of grass you've turned over, every stone, and every person you've never found who did it. And I don't know why you would start seeing her again now. Just, you're racking your mind and, and trying to shove it out of your mind. And all of you arrive, um, Hayden a little bit behind everyone else, because they're not necessarily as fit as Margrax and not well oh wait no Hayden's on the back of Sunny so Margrax puffing and wheezing is the last to arrive <laughs> I have made it <sighs> um all of you begin to uh, walk through the halls to the meeting room uh what do you uh, do any of you do anything before you enter I'm going to draw my sword um Probably rage, and then check the... No, I don't want to check for traps. I'm not good at checking for traps. Uh, what... I, I will ask, which knight's power do you invoke for the sake of this? 
combat. Because it is an action to switch between them. We'll do Sir Adrian Belladon. I should actually note, it is not Sir, it is Sair. Sair. Uh, Sair is the... Yes, Sair rhymes with hair, is the not uh, gender-neutral form of the knightly title Sir. So, Sair, uh, Adrian Belladon, uh, is the uh, king breaker. They were a proud and noble knight who uh, completely crushed King Marcus Demon into a puddle at one point. But of course, King Marcus Demon came back and killed them, and that's why they told you that they are in the sword, is that they're waiting until they can finally kill Marcus Demon for good one day, hopefully, for as many injustices. Oh, that's my plan, Stan. You said that the, um, the system that they use, or that they, they, um, pulled together to make the bomb was magic-based, right? So, would I be able to locate such things using my detect magic? Uh, yes, you, with your detect magic, you feel, or you can kind of almost see the aura of long string that is placed uh, against the bottom of the uh, of the entryways and linked to a device that is near the center of the room and slightly you would say like two or three feet off of it so you would assume maybe like under a well actually based on the way the uh, the wires are like twirling you would assume it's underneath the bottom of a table a very large table just based on the outline you would see of the magic. Gotcha. This is something that I would point out to the others so that they know where it is and that it's a real threat. Do I'd like to point out do are we inside at this point? Uh you're right you're right outside the doors. They're using uh they're kind of seeing the outline of magic okay. through the doors. Alright. Um I'm yeah, oh, I'm kicking that damn door down and charging in. Uh, okay, you immediately charge in, and you see, um, off to one side, uh, all of the, like, nobles who were attending this meeting are kind of huddled into the, uh, a corner, their hands tied together. Um, Aiden, you see Castian and Jace also tied up with these same groups. Um... Though Castian is trying to put up more of a fight than, uh, than everyone else, and like Jace is trying to like hold him back, like no, don't. Um, and uh, and standing on top of the table in the center of the room, Scarlet Diamond back. Uh, everybody, roll initiative. I knew I should have held the javelin out. Um, Hayden, don't forget you have that lightning javelin I gave you. Hell yeah, doing good. Uh, oh, uh, so I gotta roll for the end as well. Okay, now I can get the full list. Um, so call out for the podcast listeners, but I have your full list of initiative. I got 16 here. Okay. Two crew for me, baby. Shout out to the two crew. Oh, oh, wonderful. Barbarian's going last. I, uh, yep. Uh, Hayden got a five, it looks like. Good showing, good showing. A Solara, a eight. Amazing, amazing. Blowing me away with these numbers. 
Castian got oh a nat twenty. <laughs> um, Jace got a five. Mm, yeah, well, good try, Jace. He he did his best. Um, so Castian <laughs> Castian Van uh, Dree is first. Um, uh, let's see, Castian. Uh, looks at you guys entering the room. Um, their hands are currently tied. Um, uh, you're gonna use a bonus action to pull out and you. Uh, I'll 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 make him roll a side of hand for this. This is a slightly complicated maneuver. You can do it as a bonus action. Thirteen. That's good enough. Um, they pull out a vial of acid, pour it on their ropes, and snap their ropes off. And seeing the, like, distraction that you guys have caused, they pull out their sword and try to, uh, stab, uh, this assailant in the face. here. Oh, wow. Uh, 24 to hit. That definitely hits. Um, they deal. Uh, uh, this guy. One. Come on. Come on, Castian. How dare you roll a one right now? Uh... I guess they would get sneak attack since that was a surprise. I'll be generous. Six and seven, 13 damage. So Castian jumps up on this table and uh, uh, Scarlet turns around to uh, see them skewer them through the foot to the table. And uh, then Castian pulls out the sword and is like, Ugh. So, Hayden, seems you decided to join our little party. Indeed I have. Quite good to see you and Jace are both alright. Uh, yes, uh, relatively speaking. Uh, Demira, it is your turn. Alright, uh, how far away, uh, how far away is Scarlet from where I am? And is there any other assailants in the room? Uh, Scarlet is 30 feet away from you. Um, thanks to, uh, Thanks to Twigs, you see that among the members of the crowd is Nylian Rorora. I know that they were told to wait until Tristan entered the room. Okay. And it looks like, well, no. <clears throat> then I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to immediately use, uh, since I still have uh, Long Strider and Jump Up, I'd like to, to close that distance relatively fast and then use... Eldritch Blast in the back of my hands to try to grapple behind the head and light up Eldritch Blast behind them into my knee as I jump up. Oh, uh, okay, uh, um, go ahead and roll. Alright, uh, should I just make an attack with Eldritch Blast? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, really cool flavor. That'll be a 23. Oh, that hits. And that'll be 5 damage. Yeah, as your knee comes up and connects to the bottom of their chin, uh, and they stumble back. Um, let's see, what damage again? Five damage, okay. Um, they, yeah, they take five force damage, and they're... <laughs> white cloak guard. No, I'm just a concerned citizen. Well, uh, it is Nylian's turn. They look up to... Uh, uh, they look up to uh, uh, Scarlet, not sure what to do. Like, here, our plans are gonna have to improvise, Nylian. 
action i would like to also activate um my circle of stars uh archer uh yes yes you may also do that um what does it look like um i just rolled eight for healing word okay and then for the uh, circle of stars what happens is solara suddenly kind of changes her appearance, she becomes very, like, kind of like the night sky in that her her body is just very sparkly like stars, and her joints, they all are like big stars, like her body is the constellation itself. Um, 
and she has with her a bow that kind of matches the motif. Um, I don't think I can attack. Can I? I can't attack. Um, and I'm going to use this uh, bow and arrow set to uh, fire at um, Scarlet, who seems to be kind of in charge of this Everybody else has considerably less power. Um, and I uh, rolled 24. Uh, that hits. And um, 10 radiant damage. Uh, okay. Uh, it, it, yeah, a radiant bolt skewers them in the side and they wince in pain. It's too late for you now. two notches on my belt. And Hayden, it is your turn. Whereabouts is Castian's health right now? Um, roll a medicine check. It's gonna be a 13. They are at less, they are exactly at half their full strength. You can determine that much. Well then. Like, the, those were some mighty blows. I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds at the second level. But you will have to get within melee. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how much do you heal him for? Uh, and what does it look like when you heal someone? Keep in mind, Jace is in the room. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> oh, 11 healing. That's some good heals. So I'm going to reach out to Castian, put one hand on his chest and the other, gently caressing his face, and whisper, I've got you. And heal him for 11 points. Yeah, nice. Uh, he looks at you and is, um, he's he's sort of taken in the moment, and then he recomposes himself. He's like, "We're we're in the middle of something. <laughs> we're in the middle of something here, Hayden." I see this, but very clearly, you were hurt. I'm gonna make sure you're okay before I do anything right. else. Right. Um, yeah, there's an assassin standing in front of you, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, they're, they're just looking at, uh, Scarlet is just looking at you like, I'm trying to do like a villain thing here. I have a bomb under the table. And Casting's like, what? There's a bomb under the table? Yes, I should have mentioned that. Uh, oh, um, it's, oh, that's what the ticking is. Uh, oh, uh, oh boy. Um, and now it is Jace's turn. Uh, hang on. Hang on. Uh, what's, oh, 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 I mean, oh, hang on. What, what is it? A fun little thing called two-weapon fighting. Bonus action. Oh. Mm-hmm. So bonus action. Go ahead and... Um, so I'm going to turn away from Castian. Uh, what are you... And swing at Scarlet with my rapier. Uh, go ahead. This can be 17. That does hit. For six damage. Um... Yeah. Uh, they're... You, you kind of, like, scratch them across the cheek. Ugh. Oh, God. Dare you, you step on my moment and then you try to stab me? What's wrong with you? You're so rude. Dear, you don't know the half of it. Uh, okay, so now it is Jace's turn. Um, Jace is completely oblivious to the subtext of everything you just did. And is like, man, Hayden's such a good and loyal friend of ours. 
He cares so much about us. <laughs> um, uh, Jace is hang- uh, let me roll a sleight of hand. Uh, modified 20. Uh, his thin little wrists kind of slip out of the bonds. <laughs> they never tie these tight enough. Uh, uh, and then, let's see, what's, uh, what's he gonna do? Well, he looks at this giant, like, dragon toad thing that has, uh, entered the fight, and he's like, um, uh, uh, he, he casts dragon's breath, and he's going to, um, spew a cone of acid directly at them. Uh, and let's see what the damage of that is. Oh, wow, good damage. Uh, 13. Uh, they need to make a dex save. That fails. Um, as they take, um, 13 damage from, uh, Hayden magically conjuring and spewing acid out of his mouth. And then, uh, after, afterwards, he kind of, like, Sorry, Jace. Uh, I'm so sorry. Whole bean. Yes, our whole bean. Um, and then with that, uh, the end of their turn. Uh, Margrax, it's your turn. Oh, I can finally put work in. Yeah, the the combat didn't end. All right. Uh, so you, yeah, you have the draconic figure, and then you have uh, uh, the mat uh. Scarlet standing on the table, and you have the bomb ticking underneath the table. You always know how to make this hard. So I'm gonna run up to. Always, this is my first time doing this. <laughs> I'm gonna run up to the dragon figure, and I'm going to one-handed swing it with my longsword. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, wait, uh, which uh, figure were you? Uh, the mutated one. For again? Uh. Oh yeah, okay. The mutated dragon. Nylian Rorora. Eleven to hit. Uh that misses. Hell yeah. Love it. And uh, I'm assuming that a longsword is not considered a light weapon. No, it is uh, not. That is unfortunate because I also know two weapon fighting, so I could have stabbed something else, but you know. Well, that's it. Uh okay. Castian's turn again. Um, first they're going to make a, use their bonus action to make a sleight of hand check. Nat 20! <laughs> um, they grab Scarlet's, like, hood, pull it down over her eyes, and at that same moment, uh, stab them. Advantage on this attack roll. Uh, oh yeah, and elven accuracy, so they can re-roll. Oh, 18 which just hits. Or, oh, well, actually, that, that does sufficient. Um, uh, let's uh, roll tier damage. Uh, only, come on, Castian, how dare you only roll a one on the damage? How dare you? People need you to step up here, Castian. Come on. At least roll sne good sneak attack. No, you didn't roll good sneak Okay, he deals a total of 11 damage, which I guess is fine. Uh, uh, but uh, he t he did pull this person's hood down over their face and stab them at the same time, which was pretty cool. Um, uh, they are the thief subclass, so they can do stuff like that as a bonus action. Uh, 
Um, and uh, that's going to be their turn. And I'll say that for one more turn, they'll be able to hold the hood over their eyes for um, because of that nat 20. So it is Demira, your turn. Uh, your current, uh, your opponent is currently blinded. How badly does she look? Um, less than half. She, she was, Castian, as much as I've ragged on him, has actually been doing some work. Alright, um, well, I'm going to, uh, activate my armor special ability and spread out my hands and the center beam on the chest and light all three of them directly at her. So, that is going to be Scorching Ray. All three of them. Scorching. Yeah. Go ahead. So, first one is a 21. That second hits. one is a 24. And the hits. third one is a 19. Uh, all three of those hit. Alright, the first one is going to be 2 fire damage. Second one is going to be 11 fire damage. Uh, she's going to uncanny one... dodge that to have it. So, let's see, 2 and then... Uh, it, it, can, it can do it as a direct attack versus a, versus a ranged spell attack versus a... Um, uh, it says... Oh, sorry. Let me look at their actual stuff. No um, Uncanny Dodge pay, uh, halves the damage that it takes from an attack that hits it. It must be able to... S oh! Oh, whoops. It must be able to see the attacker. So never mind. It can't... Uh, they can't do that. Oh, that was a much worse debuff than I thought it was going to be. Uh, yep. Uh, they they cannot uncanny dodge because they cannot see it coming uh, because Castian literally pulled their hood over their eyes. So, you, uh, so far, they have 2 and then 11 damage. And the last one will be another 9. Uh, they are... They, uh, as scalding hot water bursts out of the jets, Oils her skin uh, horribly, like it is bubbling when uh, uh, when uh, the jet streams finally calm down, and Castian uh, actually like has to like dodge and lean out of the way. And, like, ooh, uh, glad that didn't hit me. Terrible. Uh, uh, anything for your bonus action? Um, is does she does she look like she's gonna be getting up from that? Um, she's she's still kicking, but she is very low on hit point. Okay. I would like to get right up in her face, like to where like I I, I basically issuing the challenge. Uh, okay. Uh, it is the uh, mutated dragon's turn, and it's gonna um. Yeah. Let's see. What's the fifteen foot cone? Okay, so you um gonna need Castian, Demira, um, this, uh, Scarlet, and Hayden to all make dexterity saving throws. Oh, and Margrax. I was about to say, I'm standing right in front of this man's. That's gonna be a six for me. Mm, that fails. You take, uh, 24 fire damage. A 14. Um, let me double check the save. That actually succeeds! Uh, you only take 12. 23. Uh, the, uh, you succeed, you take 12 fire damage. I take 6, because I'm raging. Uh, rage does not apply oh, to yeah, fire it's damage. Yeah, it's physical slash, it's physical attacks, like, bomb. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, uh, three succeed, one fail, and takes the full 24. Ooh, yeah. Uh, and then there is, let's see, uh, Jay, or sorry. Uh, oh, uh, I forgot to make Castian's roll and also this opponent's roll. Two more rolls to do. 15, they succeed. That's only 12 damage. So Castian gets hit with it a little bit too as he like, kind of grabs you, uh, you, Hayden, and, like, pulls you down to avoid the flames as best you can. And the mask, uh, and Scarlet also has to make a dex save. They're pretty good at dex saves. Yeah, they succeed in taking no damage, because they have evasion. Uh, and then, uh, as you are, like, uh, looking up at Castian, Castian having, like, This person came very suddenly. Castian takes 13 damage and is down as a figure who stepped out of the crowd drives a dagger through his back. You look up, Aiden, and you see um, a person who looks very familiar but you've never seen before. This person looks a lot like Jeff, but like older and like has a beard and you're are face to face with Jeff Jeffrey Jefferson the third Jeff's father like I'm sorry dudes but like we all know Evandra's like you know passing away from this world so I gotta make sure that my family ends on top and if that means a little bit of treason like what's the what's the universe to say about that you know and uh, with that, it is uh, Scarlet's turn. Is like, yes, Jeff Jeffrey Jefferson the Third. You are a very loyal scout, and I suppose I should take their healer out of commission while I'm here. Um, and they pull out their sword and they try to stab you, Hayden, and they roll the nat twenty five, three, uh, fourteen. One extra, uh, 17 damage. <laughs> oh, sorry. I keep getting your names mixed up. Hayden, you take 17 damage. I am horrifically damaged, but I'm still kicking. Hmm. Uh, to really drive the knife in your back, so to speak, they're going to take one attack at Castian 
Estian automatically fails to death. Or oh, I should roll the hit first. He can't hear you. He accidentally. He can't hear you. He can't respond. He accidentally left the call. Uh, who did? Hayden. Uh, sorry. Uh. He just left again. Oh, there he is. Can, can you hear me now? I can hear you just fine. Okay. Um, they stab Castian again. Castian fails two death saves. Um, then for the third attack, they're gonna attack, uh, uh, Demira, because Demira has been, uh, wrecking them. Demira does a 12 hit. That'll not hit, but I am gonna use Hellish Rebuke. <laughs> okay, they gotta, they gotta roll a dex save. Uh, does a 12 succeed? That does not. So they're going to take an additional 11 fire damage. This scalding water just shoots out of my armor. Uh, right at ah, them. ah, more burns! Um, they, they do have evasion, so they only take half of that, so five. Uh, they're, they're really teetering on the edge now, though. Um, Solara, it is now your turn. Alright, so nobody's died yet, except Castian, sort of, correct? Castian is unconscious, but not dead. Hey. Um. So, I see that. Well, would I be able to see that, um, Hayden is not doing so hot? Uh, yeah, at this point, they're so low that, like, yeah, they just got stabbed. They're pretty. So, I'm more or less gonna repeat what I did last um last turn and that I'm going to cast healing word on Hayden at the second level. Okay. Um and nine. Okay, Hayden, you heal for nine. And then I think I can use my bow and arrow again, right? Or is uh, it only I, when I fall? Uh, I, I think it's a bu- it is a bonus action to do that, so I don't... Uh, and you already used it to do Healing Word. My bonus action? Yeah, you, you get one bonus action per turn. And then one action, and then... Uh, you can cast Guiding Bolt, though, because that's uh, a free thing from your subclass. I've only done one thing, that's why I was, like, confused. Yeah. Healing Word is a bonus action. Oh, that makes sense. As you can tell, I'm a D&D baby. Yeah, I'm gonna do... Uh, it's okay. Uh, you said Guiding Bolt? Yes. Uh, you you can use it free, I believe, your proficiency bonus number of times. So it doesn't even spend a spell slot from you. Uh, I am gonna do that at Frog Dragon. Uh, f- uh Frog Dragon? Frog okay. Dragon. Oh, Frog. Right. Uh, 16, does that hit? Uh, that does not hit, unfortunately. Sad days. Sad days. Um, uh, is that the end of your turn? Yes. Uh, Hayden, it is now your turn. Bastion is bleeding uh, on top of you, unconscious, and you, you look over and you see Jace, and, like, the color has, like, sunk from his face, and he is shaking in anger. Jace grabs something around his neck and tries to, like, pull it off, but somehow this, this weird chain pendant you've always seen him wearing just won't come off of him, no matter how hard he tries to pull it off. Uh, Hayden, what do you do? Hayden, kill the bitch! I've got, I've got, I've got the healing set. 
Mira, are you sure you can save him? I've got it. I won't let anyone die. Better not. And with that, I am going to step back from casting. I'm going to drop my rapier and pull out my pull my javelin of lightning from around my wrist where I've been wearing this whole time. Uh, how far away is Scarlet? Um, Scarlet was. I would imagine you were, um, probably you had Castian stand between you and her, so I would say you are ten, no, yeah, ten feet away from them. You know what, I'm gonna fucking throw this javelin, my javelin of lightning, right the fuck at her. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll to hit. Nat 20. 22 hits. Oh, oh, Nat 20? Nat motherfucking 20. Oh, oh, and... Right the fuck at her face. Uh, DM, uh, yes. Uh, the, the light, uh, lightning javelin does, like, extra lightning, doesn't it? 6 plus 4d6. So, 1d6 plus 4d6. So, roll 10d6. 37. Yeah. Uh, how do you, how do you want to do this? Well, I'll tell you. I'm gonna lean back as far as I can manage with the javelin, throw it, and just as it's leaving my hand, it's going to turn into a bolt of lightning, and considering it's only 10 feet between the two of us, it's going to transform into that bolt of lightning inches before her face. That bolt of lightning is going to tear fucking through it, obliterating her head. Yeah. The, she, at, this assassin relies on like quick reflexes and light armor to uh, keep off damage. But even she can't dodge a lightning bolt <laughs> as it fries the hair off of her head and sh- splits her skull in two. She crumples to the floor. Dead and smoking. Uh, who? Um, is that gonna be the end of your turn? Uh, cause you still have a bonus action. I'm thinking one moment. Okay. How? I just thought you were, uh, having audio issues. How far away is the mutated dragon? Um, within 15 feet, I'd say. Uh, two weapon fighting only apl- applies to physical weapons and not spells, yes? Uh, right. I thought so. Um, okay. I'm gonna use um, Bardic Inspiration. Give an inspiration die to Jace. Um, what do you say to Jace as they are apparently struggling to, like, pull this object off of them? Jace, look at me. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Casting is going to be okay. You've got this. And you see, this. as he takes a deep breath, fire begins to spew upwards from his mouth. And, like, his eyes actually dilate into, like, reptilian uh, vertical slits. And you've never seen Jace angry before, let alone this angry. Uh, Mark, uh, it is Jace's turn. He looks at you, Margrax, you know, big, strong dragonborn. He turns to you and in draconic he tells you 
all this from me now. You got and, the like hold. Yeah, holds this chain up to you, and they hold their action, waiting for you to pull the chain off. All right. So I have an idea, and it's gonna be dumb, but I think it be the rule of cool may apply. So, Is it cool though? Well, I want to get up, grab the chain. Is the what's attached to the chain? It's a chain around. Uh, almost like a necklace around Jace's neck, um, but for some strange reason, he can't seem to pull it off of his person as if uh, some kind of magical force is preventing him from taking it off. Alright, I thought he was trapped in or something, and I was just gonna swing the chain and whatever was attached and hit the mutated dragon with it, but I'm just gonna rip off the, uh, the necklace or the chain. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, go ahead and uh, roll a strength check. Uh, with advantage, because you're raging. Or, it would be athletics. Alright, do you want me to re-roll for the athletics instead of strength? Yeah, yeah. go ahead and re-roll athletics, because I messed that up. There's a 25. Uh, 25 is going to do it. As you pull and rip the chain off of his neck, Aiden begins to transform, but it is not a painful transformation. It is elegant. As the you mean uh, Jace? Hayden, you notice that Jace, um... Uh, I'm so sorry that I keep messing these up. Um, Hayden, you look at Jace. Jace has the the draconic scales that sometimes appear on their body in response to, like, physical attacks begin to, like, grow and cover their entire form. And their form begins to uh, increase in muscle mass and two beautiful elegant wings sprout from his back and his clothes ripping and tearing off of his body as he ascends into his full true dragon form um which you have never seen or even heard about or have ever referenced by any uh has never been referenced by him at any point in history before uh, and he is going to roll an attack with advantage against... Oh! <laughs> Rolled a nat 20! Uh, Dragons gotta stick together, you know? Yeah. Uh, 7 plus... 7 plus 9... Uh, they leap at this assailant, this uh, Jeff Jeffrey Jefferson III. They bite down onto this person's neck and they twist their entire body and throw him against the wall fire like spewing from his mouth and then he like sets one claw down on one side of his assailant and then another claw against the other side inhales and roars at uh, directly into his face and the windows in the place uh, reverberate and then shatter at just the sheer volume of this dragon roaring at this guy who has stabbed his treasure, Castian. And uh, Ace is going to roll an intimidation check, all with advantage, because he a big scary dragon. 21. This guy's done. <laughs> uh the guy completely gives up and um is uh yeah ha has completely given up uh i will say that was your bonus action to pull the uh object off 
Uh, Mar Margrax, you still have an uh, an action if you want it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna recklessly attack the the uh, mutated dragon. Uh, yes, go ahead. I'm doing it with two hands this time because maybe that'll be better. So I miss. Yeah, you do miss. I rolled the twelve. Man, I. So, I've learned I can't play barbarians. Uh, it is Castian's turn. They have to roll a death save. It is a straight d20 roll. Aiden, I want you to roll it. Just a straight d20 roll. <laughs> Two. Castian breathes in and breathes out. And they do not breathe in again. Uh, Demira, it is... Demira, it is now your turn. Alright, I'm gonna cast my last edition of Jump. Longstrider's still active. I'm gonna pick up Cassian and dart out the door. Casting Spare the Dying on the way out, but I know it's not gonna work. Yeah, they're they're fully dead. Heading straight to the clerics of the Whisper. Um... I was gonna say, I have a question. You... Do, I, do I have one Revivify still available to me? Um... You know who does. <laughs> Sitting outside the door, waiting for your command. He was like, uh, what, was I supposed to enter and, like, help you fight, mistress? I, master, I don't. Was I supposed to do something? You just, you flowed me here, and then I walked through the, through the hallways, and the rest of you just hear this giant eagle screeching a, a bunch of nonsense. She just... <laughs> She, she like, shouts because it's, like, the midst of battle. Like, heal him. I can't shout because my partner is sleeping. But... Yes. Uh, 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 Demira, uh, before you can, like, exit, uh, Sunny uh, stretches a wing out to stop you, and before you can, like, push past him, they wrap their other wing around Castian. And for a brief moment, their wings flare with a radiant light. Cast, uh, and Castian is restored to life with one HP. As the pa uh, this is the unique power of the sun wing, is once per day they can revivify someone. Uh, good choice of magic item there, Solara. Giant eagle who can perform emergency medical care. <laughs> Thanks. I borrowed the idea from a genius. Don't know who that is. Uh, and Castian like uh, coughs up blood and breathes in again. <sighs> oh, what? what is... That's a. It's this eagle. <laughs> Where? Am... Uh, we're still. We're still. We're still taking to the clerics, and I pick them back oh, up and uh, continue oh, rushing to the uh, clerics. Mm. Uh, okay, this is uh, a little weird. Uh, uh, it is the uh, weird mutated dragon's turn. Um, he's... Uh, hold on. Uh, oh, he does get his breath weapon back. But he's also very unsure of what to do, considering that uh, his boss is dead, and he would maybe... I, I want the group... I want uh, the remaining members of the group, Margrax, Solara. Uh, oh, oh, oh no, Jace is also in the room. So, Solara, Hayden, Margrax, and Jace are all gonna roll a uh, intimidation check. If the all of you collectively can beat a 30, this person will stand down. 
because they are unsure of what to do, but also you know a very important secret of his. I'm on a chief with a three. Uh, oh, uh... Dirty 20. Oh, uh, whoops, I... I think we just barely passed, don't we? Well, we got an uh, 18, a 20, a 25, and a three. Uh, uh, ignore the, the 20. I, I accidentally rolled that on the... Or, sorry, the... Ignore the 25. I rolled that on the wrong thing. But, let's see. Yeah, 20. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you guys beat it. Um, uh, is transformation kind of, uh, slightly more lopsided as he, like, hesitates and then, uh, he... He falls to the floor, and he vomits out blood, and he slowly shrinks back to his elven form. Uh, completely naked. Uh, she... She forced me! She, 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 she had a bomb! There's still a bomb! There is still a bomb in this room! Do I have handcuffs on me? Uh, yes, you do. I'm All gonna cuff the boy, I'm... and then I'm gonna go pick up the bomb and... Figure, th uh, figure out the bomb. Okay. Uh, everyone, we have one more... Uh, let's see. It's been... How many rounds of combat has it been? Three rounds. Okay. We have... We are not leaving initiative yet because there are three more rounds until this bomb goes off. Uh, to let you guys know, this bomb has a magical component and a arcane component. Uh... Uh, you, it requires a DC 15 check to disarm each one. As an action, you can attempt to dismantle one part of it. And, uh, uh, if you fail by five or more, you will accelerate the countdown. But if you succeed by five or more, you will have advantage on your next check to interact with the bomb. So, it is Solaria, uh, Solara's turn first. What do you do about this bomb? Um, what do I have to roll again to disarm it? Uh, there are two components. Uh, one is a thieves tools check. The other is an arcana check. Um, I'm gonna try to disarm it, um, with our arcana. Okay, go ahead and roll an arcana check. 16. 16. That just makes it. You manage to detach the magical component of this bomb. It is still ticking, but you have not accelerated the countdown. Um, and that section of the bomb is done. There is only one more section remaining. Hey, it is your turn. Um, we still have Jace and Margarax left, yes? Uh, yes. Uh, J Margarax and Jace are still alive. Jace is in the form of a giant dragon, and you imagine would not necessarily be the one to pick for a delicate, uh, tiny machine. Margarax? But Can I trust you know how to handle this? I mean, if you really want to trust me, I can do my damnedest, but I cannot promise much. You fucking better, because I- Maybe we should encourage these people to leave before we mess around more with the bomb. You did successfully detach the alarm spell, so the other, uh, everyone else in the room, all the nobles, immediately get up and leave. Uh, Jeff Jeffrey Jefferson III attempts to leave, but then, um, Jace kind of, like, wraps a tail around them and growls. Perfect, because I'm not done with that fucker. Like, you're not going anywhere. 
I very much plan on finishing this motherfucker off. So I'm gonna walk over to where I dropped my rapier, pick it back up, and walk over to our wonderful little friend, Jeff the Third. I'm not sure how much distance there is there. So. Can't we all just like... No, you can make okay. it. It's like 15 Perfect. feet. Hey, man, we don't have to resort to violence, you know? We can all just be, you know, part... Because we're all part of the same universe, you know? We can just chill and vibe. I think the fuck not. And I'm going to swing for swing at his head. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say no roll necessary. <laughs> um... You, you, you do know you. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. You're. You made the your decision. You totally decapitate this man. Uh, there's no way he can put up a fight against you. I certainly feel a little bit better. Uh, Jace kind of like growls in agreement, and they drop the person to the floor. I was trying not to. I suppose there was no reason to leave him, but after what he did. I, and you see like this big giant dragon is like beginning to cry like I, I almost lost him <laughs> it's his turn crying a little bit um Markrax it is your turn there's a bomb under the table cool here's the dumb idea I'm gonna look at Jason and Draconic ask him if uh can you fly <laughs> uh roll a persuasion check he is a little like emotional right now eight um yeah you're not able to cut through his uh his crying well there goes that idea i guess um is sunny still outside uh yeah sunny's still outside uh is there something you would request of it you hear an eagle screeching at you there's <laughs> solara just gives like a very hard look at <laughs> margaret I have dumb idea because I am not capable and as you can see and I hold up my big ass dragon hands I am not capable of tiny delicate work so we attack bomb to javelin we fly I explode it in sky uh, well then fuck it I'm gonna go try and disarm bomb uh, okay make a either sleight of hand or thieves tools check is DC 15 19 oh yeah you you look at this complicated machine, all these like gears and wires, and you're like, screw this. You grab uh, just some wires randomly, pull them, and the bomb. Yeah. Nicely done, Nicely done. I just let my biggest dragon hands <laughs> didn't fuck up any other wires. Uh, uh, with that. Um, Combat has ended, and uh, we can sort of move through a bit of an epilogue to close out this As, um, so you have to do a lot of paperwork because you uh, killed two of the main suspects or criminals. Um, Nylian Rorora, with some pressure, gives up basically the entire scheme. Well, he was hesitant to at first, but as soon as you reveal the information that Twigs provided, um, uh, that he folds really easy. Not, not too much issue. Um, 
reading through your report, uh, Solara, Graham actually like looks at you and says, "So they, so they were the ones who killed." She doesn't say anything, but she's kind of got that dark confirmation on her face. Perhaps now, wherever she is, she can find rest. Um, uh, what what do you do, Solara, having avenged your dear friend? Question mark. I I think it's gonna take her a couple of days to really process that, but in this moment, it's kind of like a relief, but also like not. Mm. Um, but I think she offers Graham like a hug because the loss wasn't just hers; it was his as well. Um, yeah, he he accepts the hug openly. And she, like, tells him quietly that she was glad she... Or she says, I'm glad I was able to be a part of this, even if I didn't want to. Demira, um, there you are... Uh, we fast forward a little bit in time. Um, thanks to Nylee and Roroa's uh, testimony, they were able to capture the remaining insurgents within the city. Um, and he and a number of them are on trial uh and he is counted with uh accessory to the murder of twigs barnsby and branch barnsby is like sitting in sort of the uh audience section of the uh trial uh, courtroom and just he asked you if you would come along with him but he oh, yeah. and i'm sitting right there next to him oh yeah um and he he hasn't said a word the entire time he just stares at Nylian this pathetic little coward who was so afraid of losing the career he dishonestly created that he teamed up with an assassin and allowed her to kill an innocent woman and um I would I would like to um kind of make like a retroactive role Yes. During the time played time in between, I would have liked to have gotten Twig's name ins- inscribed in the uh, shrine near the wirewood tree. Hmm. Uh, uh, go ahead and make your roll for that. Would that be a persuasion? Uh, yeah, I would say persuasion. Uh, and you know that they very desperately wanted to be one of the author scribes. So that's that's a thirteen for that roll. I would say that, given what she did in bringing down the uh, insurgents that were threatening the city, and considering that you just uh, helped save the king, um, they'll definitely make that uh, arrangement. I would just have like one of her name inscribed on the the stone te- the stone pillar that's dedicated to followers of of the author, um, and. I would just kind of just be sitting there and next to, during the meantime, next to uh, the doctor and just kind of sitting quietly in solidarity, not saying anything. Yeah, it, it takes for several days, weeks even, he's silent. Just, you're not, it's so strange to not hear someone who was always so vibrant in the room and always 
made his opinions known and little and made little jokes and it seems like he um it isn't until like after the trial when you bring him to the tree and you show him her name inscribed he gives the faintest little whisper and he just I just nod and it would be some time before he talks again and it would probably be even longer before he ever really gets any semblance of his old self back but with this you hope that the piece of the finality of it you've brought you hope one day that he can get there and you hope one day to get there yourself because you know that under the still waters of your persona is this same silent pain aches so deeply hayden um uh we're, we're, with you, we're going to show immedi- almost immediately after everything that happened, Jace is still in their big dragon form, blubbering uncontrollably about Casti- uh, yeah, Castian's Hayden, we're, we're seeing Jace still in his dragon form, uh, blubbering over Castian, crying, <laughs> crying so hard and holding him very tightly, uh, almost like a baby now in a giant Jace's arms. <laughs> I, I almost, I almost. And uh, Casting's like, darling, darling, calm down, calm down. We're fine. I'm fine. Can I uh, cast the healers calm emotions? Taking care of me. Uh, go ahead. Okay, it's second level. Uh, okay. Um, he needs to make a charisma save. He's. Uh, a somewhat charismatic person, some would say. Um, he rolled a 24 on the save, but he sees what you're trying to do and then actively chooses to fail. And he... It's like, oh, oh okay. Oh, oh, that feels so much better. Thank you, Hayden. Of course. Uh, I told you I, he would be okay. Yeah. I would never lie to you. No, you wouldn't. You're such a good friend. And he... He kind of like slumps to the ground and he kind of like his head kind of nuzzles uh, your chest a little bit. And then uh, his head kind of turns to Castian and is like, uh, you know, you don't think I'm ugly like this, do you? And Castian's like, don't be ridiculous, darling. You're beautiful in this form and in your other form. Though I will say, you are pretty badass like this. Stop it. No, no. I'm gonna call you a badass, and you're gonna have to take it. And he, like, kind of kisses him on the forehead. And then, uh, your sort of peaceful moment is interrupted by a very sharp voice that cuts through and says, Jace? And Jace, uh, kind of, like, perks up and looks and sees a tall, probably six- uh, no. Seven, five figure, kind of lanky, um, wearing a silk black suit with gold, uh, with a tie that is threaded with, uh, wearing a black tie threaded with gold and a silk red shirt. They are 
uh, have their very they have shorter hair than uh, Jace, but still that same weird uh, still that same wavy blonde and slightly pointed ears to suggest elven heritage and they look over at Jace and say oh dear, it would seem that you've broken another amulet we've talked about this, Jace can't go stomping through the city as a giant lizard. I, I know, I know. It was, it was an emergency. I no excuses. You're going to have to pay me back. Those amulets are expensive. Of course, we wouldn't need them if you could transform on your own. I, I, I know, Dad. I just, Dad, Father. That's right. I'm afraid it's going to come out of the money you've raised. But Dad, that... Father, that's separate. Uh, I don't see how they're separate. Wait a minute. So sorry to interrupt, Sir Jace. Can I cover it? I'm not sure if you know, but the house... He turns his head to you immediately and kind of looks... He steps forward, like, grabs your hand and, like, pulls you to standing because you were, like, sitting down a, a second ago. And then they eye you up and down as they walk slowly around you. Hayden Alexander, if I am not mistaken. You were correct. Your family is exceptionally wealthy. I know you have your... Uh, as he... Give me an insight check as he looks you up and down. Uh, you do have advantage because of your ring. Mm -hmm. Your ring gives you constant advantage. 17 it is. Okay. Um, as he's looking you up and down, he says, You know, when Jace first brought the prospect of marrying Castian to me, I was a little disappointed because I was hoping he would want to marry you instead. Uh, uh, Jace kind of like shrinks away a little bit and uh, this person continues mainly because while the uh, Vandry family is close with the royal family and thus your family and theirs feud to be honest you Alexanders have so much more land so much more opportunities for wealth if you only use them properly instead of running that uh, little tourist trap of yours. The wrecked skyship of your grandfather, was it? Indeed, sir, that is correct. You know, if I were not thrice-widowed myself and perhaps a bit younger, I might have even approached your parents about arranging an, a marriage between you and I. <laughs> and with that, and with that 17, it's very strange, Hayden, because you've never seen someone simultaneously measure you for a wedding suit that they would have you wear and the coffin that they were going to put you in afterwards. This person is looking at you like that. Oh my. But of course, 
And you know, I was almost going to arrange... I'm somewhat still considering arranging it, uh, arranging a marriage between you and Jace. And Jace, like, stands up for the first time and, like, glares at them in the eyes and says, That wasn't our deal! And there's, like, this tense moment as the two stare directly into each other's eyes. This... Jace's father, Hollow, he smirks and says, Yes, that was our deal. Our deal was is that I would arrange the marriage between he and Castian, so long as he is the one who paid for the ceremony and, you know, all the catering and all of that afterwards. Of course, it had to be something that you know, did not bring shame to our family name. I wouldn't let him use our bank as his private personal credit card, as he has so often done in the past, haven't you, Jace? It's not like you needed that gold. He needed it more. Where did I go wrong teaching you to waste gold on such frivolities as charity? And, yeah, he, he looks, like, physically sick to even say the word charity. Um, Margrax is just gonna cough and then make his way to the door and be like, um, I, I believe that this is a, a private matter, so I shall be seeing myself out. Yes, you do that. I'm bigger where it counts, and I keep walking away. Can I hit this man with vicious mockery? Uh, go ahead. What's your insult? Okay, well, hold up. Uh, before I come for this man, he needs to okay, roll go. a wisdom save. Um, I don't have a full stat sheet for him, so I'm just gonna use Jace's for now. He rolls a 21. <sighs> uh, but go ahead and throw your insult. That might hurt him anyway. Well, he's certainly not gonna be taking any... Uh, psychic damage. However, <clears throat> listen here, Lord Everest. Your heir is a grown adult. Do you know what that means? It means mortal that he can do as he sees fit with his coin and doesn't have to listen to the likes of a scaly, slimy little sleazeball like you. He, he looks like the comment definitely hit. Right, right. I'm the scaly slime ball. And he kind of looks at his son over. I do wonder though, Jace, you've raised a considerable amount of money thus far. I have to wonder where you got it from. And Jace like shrinks a little bit. I mean, after all, you don't have a single coin to your name, and you certainly don't sell those baked goods you frivolously spend your time on. I wonder where he could have gotten it. And he looks at you, Hayden, very pointedly, and you can kind of put together what he's insinuating. Excuse the flying fuck out of me? Lord Avarice, do you have something to say? Well, I mean, you are with the White Cloak Guard. 
Surely if you were aware of any criminal activity on my son's behalf, you would have to report it, wouldn't you? I just don't feel safe if you wouldn't do such a thing. And uh, Hayden, give me an insight check on Jace. Twelve. Uh, you do have constant advantage. Is that yes. with advantage? Oh, okay. Um, you look at Jace, and Jace can't really hide it very well. He's scared right now because he might have done something very stupid that he shouldn't have to raise the money so he can marry the person he loves. And he has been anemic lately. You know that the minimum sentencing would be 10 to possibly 25 years. Um, and any money that he made from it would probably be seized. So he would basically have to start all over again. And looking back at his father, you know he has no issues sending his son to jail if it means that he could possibly steal this money from him. And you do know that it is technically your duty to bring such a lawbreaker to justice. What do you do, Hayden? So at, at this point, uh, is, would Demira be yes, walking Demira, back? Yes, Demira, you yeah. walk in with King Tristan Demaro, a little uh, haggard from uh, uh, from all that's he's been doing lately. Uh, you know, fighting a whole dang war just outside his walls. And Queen Winter uh, and Queen Maya. The royal thruple is here. And the uh, uh, hollow kind of pivots a foot back and bows slowly, painfully, but graciously to the sovereigns. Ah, the sovereign brother. How might I assist? Uh, the king, queen, and, uh, they, they kind of motion for you, Mara, to, like, make your request known to them. Like, what, what, why'd you bring them here? Uh, your majesties, I just wanted to fill you in mostly with the events that just took place. And to see if you can make any kind of inquiry as to how Dragon's Blood got into the kingdom. It's uh, a dangerous thing to be having on the streets. Dragon's Blood, Hollow says. Why... Yes, I despise such trade of our noble blood. Surely I will assist you in any way possible to bring such lawbreakers to justice. As you know, I am one of the individuals who pleaded most strongly to make the sentencing so strict in regards to dragon's blood. And they're, they're kind of like... They're kind of sneering. Uh, one of the uh, winter is even like rolling her eyes because like they've had to deal with this person a lot and they don't like him. And they're like, well, sir, uh, well, certainly we will we will take it upon. I will take it upon myself to investigate these matters of dragon's blood. And the king says, yes, this is. This is a very serious problem. Perhaps we could 
initiate the safe, uh, the final safety me and before he can finish saying final safety measure, um, Maya slaps him in the face and says, no, no, Tristan, no making the city disappear. Go to your corner. And King Tristan slumps his head and walks to the corner. <laughs> Bad Tristan. <laughs> and then he comes back. Because um, they're having a serious discussion and Hollow absolutely hates that he has to put up with these people. Um, but you see that Hollow is starting to sweat a little and he says, uh, beg, it, beg your pardons, my royal family, but I, I'm afraid I must be going. I have very important matters to attend to. And he turns around and begins to walk away. Is he and... Aiden, you're there. Hang on a second. As he's walking away, I do want to hit him with vicious mockery again. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Can I say something while giving advantage, just kind of like throwing him off his guard? Uh, I will, uh, yeah, uh, if you say something to throw him off his guard, I will give him disadvantage on his saving throw. So I'm going to look at him and say, uh, excuse me, Lord Avarice, you wouldn't happen to know a fella named Grant selling dragon blood outside of his out his uncle's alchemist shop would you i wouldn't know anything about that uh 13 is that with disadvantage yes <sighs> avoids the psychic damage again however lord avarice a most notable coward an infinite and endless liar an hourly promise breaker the owner of no one good quality uh, actually, go ahead and roll the psychic damage. That was good enough. I'm gonna say auto fail. That was poetic, my my dude. I mean, it's Shakespeare, of course. It's poetic, and he takes two psychic damage. It, he winces in pain as he continues to walk away a little more briskly now, because he doesn't wanna he doesn't wanna drag this out. Because um, Mira, you did remember that Lyle mentioned uh two. Uh, to, to follow up with Lyle and what he can tell you is that there was the recent string of dragon's blood which he notes as being much much weaker than the strand of dragon's blood that came through um, kind of sh uh, a few years ago and uh, the, yeah. the last he sold was uh, the little eyedropper that he sold was like well, yeah, there, there was an earlier string of dragon's blood that circulated through the kingdom, and a few people had it on retainer. Or, you know, some people kept it, some people stored it. Um, yeah, and I and I would I would have handed all of Lyle's uh, transaction records that he gave me straight to Hayden, since he's the, uh, the white cloak guard amongst us. Uh, yes. Besides Margaret. Yes. Um, so Hayden would have had all, all the transaction records yeah. as well. Uh, so, Hayden, as you're looking at this, and, um, Jace kind of, like, he, he leans, he leans in to whisper to you, I, I didn't, I didn't mean for, I just wanted to, and, and he's crying a little bit, and he, um, but he, he kind of clears his eyes, and he looks at the paper again, and specifically at the dates, and he says, my, my father... He's not originally from Vittore. He's from another... He's from another world. And when he... 
was chased off of his horde. Not killed, didn't fight for it, he ran. He ran from his horde. And he came here with nothing. And now he's a bank. And and he looks at the dates and he's like, that's, that's around when he first came to Vittore. And... And he points at the, like, the earlier, the the more recent dates, and he's like, and that's uh, three weeks ago specifically, which you know is when, right around when uh, Jace, or sorry, when Castian was first approached about marrying Jace. I'm pretty sure that's a clerical error if I ever saw one. Yes, I certainly say it. it does indeed look like a clerical error. In fact, that's why clerics shouldn't be dealing with accounting. Not their strong suit. But, um, uh, Jace, Jace smiles and just mouths the words. Going to return a knowing look. Um, and, uh, Jace actually pulls you in for a hug, and Castian comes in and hugs both of you as well. And in this moment that little infinity between you and this is just a little bit smaller. We're gonna cut to Margrax as you step away from uh, the everything. You are pulled into the sword once again and standing before you uh, the knights are standing in a circle. For the first time the el- the first knight turns to address you. You can't see their face under the dark of their helm. The worn metal gives this feeling of regret and sorrow as they look at you. Anil. They all hold up their swords to their faces and the first knight draws his sword does the same, steps towards you. They raise their hand and they gently place the sword on one shoulder and say, By the will, By the will, will of our council, and he places it on your other shoulder, I, I, I courage, courage and valor you valor have displayed, displays, I hereby, I hereby dub, dub thee Sir Margarax Saldorim. Arise, Arise as a knight, as a knight of, the, knight order of the order of steeled, steeled mercy. mercy. I stand up. Uh, and and you know that you don't like physically change at all. You feel a whole foot taller in this moment as you stand, no longer a squire but a full knight. And um, the half orc woman steps up to you and says, "I thank you." avenging my death, Margarex, or for assisting in it. I've certainly earned your title. I appreciate the compliment, but to be honest, I uh, kind of missed my swings if you weren't, uh, if you were watching that, but... We, we, we were watching that. Um, oh, that is awkward. And the, uh, the first knight says, it is, A knight is a not knight made is up not of made merely up their, their deeds of strength, strength by their courage. Facing such, such foes proves your, your worth. Know that, know that this is not this is the not end of your end training, of your training, 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 but merely the beginning. Merely the beginning, the beginning as you must strive, you must strive each and every day, day to live up to, to the, virtues the virtues of chivalry, of chivalry and knighthood. 
I hope that this is a task you are prepared for, Margarax. Bah, I do agree I need more, a lot more training. Yes, yes. But, but never forget whatever strength you may gain. And he, uh, sorry, they, is the first knight, places a finger on your heart and says, Not forget what is in me. My, like my pupil once did. And, uh, a half-orc woman, Lucy, says, You're still kicking yourself over that? I will not stop kicking myself over that, as you so put it, name Lucy. As it is, it is, my fault the noble has become what she is now, as I could not properly guide her to live up to the ideals she so espouses. And he turns away again in sadness and, um, turns his back to you. Um, the, one of the other, uh, the, the six-armed knight, uh, like, leans over, you know, this one is, a. Uh, Sir Hezekiah, uh, Hand of Grace, uh, says, uh, yeah, uh, they were apparently the one who, like, taught the noble how to, like, fight and do magic back when the noble was, like, a human, and, you know, now they're ascended to godhood and kind of betraying all the values that we, you know, strove to instill in her, or he strove, they strove to, it, it's the first night! Like, are they gender non-binary, or...? And, and Adrian, uh, Sarah Adrian, like, shrugs their shoulders and is like, uh, they, they never say anything about who they were. It's like, I don't know, some other weird form of penance? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Worry, because there is plenty of time to figure it out. He, yeah, uh, I mean, we've been in here for thousands of years now. We still haven't cracked the code on that one. Uh, and I will then, see what information I can find out outside in libraries and just look through reading. Hmm. Uh, that will certainly uh, be a challenge for you. I mean, I mean that in the. the uh, and Adrian says, "Wow, roasting our new knight here." It's like, no, I didn't mean it like that. I. <laughs> wow, like, how rude. Uh, oh no, I didn't mean it. I. Um, and uh, and then. Uh, Lucy speaks up and says, Well, uh, I'm sure you can entrust your training to them. Uh, there is something that I must do now, and I cannot remain in the sword to do it. Uh, the power that I have granted the sword will remain, but I'm afraid I must take my final bow. I appreciate you accompanying me and helping me throughout my journey. So thus far. I appreciate you avenging my death. I was really, you know, stuck on that. That. Lightning Diablo was pretty cool. I didn't throw oh. it, unfortunately, but. Oh yeah, that uh, that Hayden there is a that uh, pretty cool dude. I would say. He's got one hell of an arm. Oh, hell of an arm. Hell of an arm. Uh, I I would be proud. Uh, I would have been proud to have him as a pupil as well. Um, and as. They turn, they look at the first knight and say, Do I, uh, do I have your leave? And the, the first knight chuckles, You have never you have needed, never my, needed leave. my leave. It is your, it decision, is your decision, to decision to stay or to, stay or to go. <sighs> You're always so stoic, aren't you? Mm. I am. I am. Know, that know that this place, place will forever, forever hold, hold your, your memory. memory. And because of that, because of that, because of that 
We will always, we will always be, paid be paid by your, by your loss. And, uh, they, <laughs> they, like, turn to say that, and the other two knights are, like, surprised, like, oh, did he actually, like, say something, or did they actually say something emotional? <laughs> um, and, uh, with that, uh, Lucy leaves the sword, and Solara, sometime later, as you are just taking a break, trying to process everything, you hear a voice from behind you say, Hello there, old friend. My soul. <laughs> she, like, turns to see... She she imagines that she's imagining this because there's no mistaking that voice. So when she turns around to see what she's hearing, that's what's in her mind. Hmm. I have some time to talk before I move on. Don't know if I'm going to go for reincarnation or some afterlife. I don't know. Uh, I, I did want to see you before I go. It it takes her like a second to like compile her emotions enough to say something, and then like her eyes are a little wet. Her voice is a little extra cracked when she says, You never were really the type of person to settle down. I can see you probably reincarnating. Oh, uh, yes. Uh. Yes, yeah, so I'll. I'll have another go at life. Perhaps I shall, uh. uh outdo my record. Or. Uh, swords thrown at people. And she, she laughs a little at that. Um, it's not, like, uncommon for her to laugh. But she doesn't really laugh a lot. Especially now. <laughs> uh. Celara. Yes? Oh, I forgot how your name is like a song on my lips. I... And this is when the tears spill out. Uh, she... As, as a, like, this ghostly specter reaches out, they can't quite touch the tears. They, like, pass through them as they try to look away, uh, as they try to wipe them away. I, uh... I know that, uh... Druids can live for a very long time. Is that correct? She nods. Um, then she... Kind of summoning all of her willpower as she's beginning to fade away. Grass, like, caresses your... Uh, the side of your head. Pulls you closer and says... Sen... Perhaps I can be selfish enough to ask you to wait for me. Because I will find you in my new life. 
she's like full on wet face and she she goes I'd do anything for you uh and with that they kiss you and you feel it for just the briefest of moments a fraction of a fraction of a second and it is warm and then they are gone she just lingers there for a second and rather than being sad she smiles afterwards and it's one of those like soft like knowing smiles and I think like in general after this she's a little more social <laughs> mm. um before there is one more thing I would like to address in the epilogue before we completely wrap up um Jess the wife of Jeff Jeffrey Jefferson the third um Holy uh is upon investigation the entire family minus Jeff Jeffrey Jefferson the fourth is convicted of uh colluding with this conspiracy they were uh some of the insurgents um it is also discovered that the entire family fortune was uh founded on uh capturing people who had escaped slavery and boss rig and selling them back to the, uh, their slave owners in Boss Rig. So the entirety of the Jeff Jeffrey Jefferson fortune is seized. Uh, the estates are converted into uh, uh, schools. Uh, well, they are converted into homeless shelters, uh, uh, a low-income housing project, and uh, in particularly a school for uh, low-income people uh, named in honor of Dame Lucie de Abarnay, uh, dedicated to giving low-income families the opportunities to uh, learn the arts and uh, both of fencing and swordplay as well as like singing and uh, painting and other such uh, crafts. Um, uh, Jeff Jeffrey Jefferson IV is completely destitute. Uh, their name, from this point onward, is forever associated in Douglas with treachery. Uh, all of their friends abandoned them because they do not want to be associated with a traitor, and they only ever cared about him on a surface level. Um, and uh, it is rumored that Jeff Jeffrey Jefferson IV uh, later got a gambling addiction. And uh, which only further plummets his already zero prospects into uh, even worse status. They have completely fallen and no one wants to help them up because they kind of deserve it. And <laughs> I believe with that, we will wrap up Tales of Vittore, Worm in the Apple. <laughs>